Hello and welcome to the One One. I am BJ Ryan. Episode eighty one, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. As always, I'm alongside the one, the only Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. Good morning, BJ. Episode eighty one. Every week, it feels like a, a large number. That uh, that said, when do we stop counting episodes? Like if we get to episode one thousand six hundred and thirty four, is that? Is there no, a just, point? just keep going, I think. Yeah. Just keep going. That'd be a fair effort to get 1,634. <laughs> well, that would mean that we're still here. So that's, I was going to uh, say, that's, 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 that's about 33 years away, my maths tell me very quickly. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that would be uh, that would be a concern if I'm still talking in 33 years. How's things? Yeah, not bad. Well, well, very happy that the uh, the highlight of the, the weekend was the um, was the uh, the victory by the mighty uh, West Coast Eagles. Yeah, Last, we, could, we, uh, sh- we could turn the 1-1 the one, one into a footy podcast. We too. definitely could this one. Well, when they win, we <laughs> definitely can. Just a JK appreciation, uh, a couple of hours <laughs> perhaps. But uh, big win, um, very uh, up and about. Uh, how did you enjoy the uh, the Sunday night time slot, the 5.20 kickoff? Yeah. Did you get well, the kids to bed for the second half or how did it work in the, in oh, the Ryan house? Oh, I was at the game. Oh, of course you were. I was there with, were. Uh, with my mother and my daughter, Isabel. And uh, yeah, it was one of the one of the great games, one of the great that, nights. Yeah. And um, uh, I think I think it's something that um, I'll remember for a long time. Being able to share it with Mum and Isabel, I just remember going to the footy as a young fella and watching the some of the classic Eagles matches in the nineties at Subiaco Oval and. Some of the great memories of my childhood, and uh, I said to Isabel that you'll never forget this night. That was one of the one of the great games of uh, Aussie rules, mm. and the Eagles uh, just happened to get the win. Actually, it was I was a bit like Adam Simpson really in the last couple of minutes. I was comparing himself to Adam Simpson early. This is going to be a good podcast, I reckon. No, I was just I was just happy to, that it was just such a great game, and the crowd was just going nuts. Mm. It was, I mean, obviously it would have been uh, Devo if we if the Eagles had have had have lost, but it was just it was just such an awesome experience. Being Devo, there. yeah, yeah, Devo. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to pick on some of your words. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in that type of mood today, I reckon. Oh yeah, I was meant to be at the game actually, but uh, a little surprise gift given to me, and I uh, had to give the tickets up, which is fine, no big deal. Uh, <laughs> Uh, thoroughly enjoyed uh, my Sunday, but uh, I tell you what, um, big wet Kent uh, listener. I don't know if he's a listener actually or not, but uh, he was at the Is game he a and friend uh, of the podcast, friend of the very big friend yeah. of the podcast, literally very big, about seven foot tall. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, yeah, he said it was one of the best games he's ever been to, and he would barely have missed an Eagles game in the last ten years. So um, you know the game I we, we think of games. The game I most remember is when, um, geez, I say I most remember, and I can't. It was a derby and uh, Ballantyne. Had post? a shot. No, I don't think he hit the post, did he? Yeah, hit the post. Hit the post? Yeah. I was right behind that and he had a shot for goal um, after the siren and he's gone to take off and celebrate and I thought it landed just short. It was touched on the line or whatever it was. But, um, yeah, this this was uh, this was up there. But I wasn't there, obviously, but uh, good stuff. Yeah. You know what else was good stuff? Simon yeah. A. Simon A. Simon A. I tell you what, well, you come on this. He comes on this show, and uh, he's training enough winners without us probably at the moment. But um, he did say, "I'm just giving Valero the nod over dance music," and um, he was bang on. Um, yeah, no, really impressive stuff. Brad Rewilla, uh steered him to perfection. I think it was a race where. We still probably didn't learn if Valorode's going to get a super strong mile when the when the going gets tough because they've walked it. I thought most of the race on Saturday. The, and the favourite missed the kick as well. Yeah, exactly. Tra- exactly. Right. How good did the Velvet King go? Oh, uh, it's come back better almost. Um, but I think that, um, yeah, there was ordinary racing all day in regards to pace in races. They've, they've absolutely wandered. I think there was this bit of a rumour going around the racetrack. There was a big on-pace 
lane rail bias. I don't think that was the case at all. You I just think you don't horses, subscribe to that. No, I don't think so. In, in no, I think enough horses made ground um, out wide. I just think they walked in so many races, and there was good horses up front, which obviously it's a recipe for those out the back to be uh, to be cooked. Mm. Bj, but um, no, well done to to Simon. I went under Valor Road and. Um, not so well done to to dig deep. Um, I thought he I thought he went okay, but I just don't think dig deep is going to be a horse suited off going you know six, six seven eight lengths uh, below bench to the corner um, at weight for age as well, lumping that weight. So hit the line nicely, Chris Pine. I'm really happy. Push forward to the Strickland next week for, was, for dig yeah. deep followers, but um, just not suited yeah. by the um, sit and sprint. Um, Part of the race. Well, I, I mean, the first four around the corner, first four home. Around one, two, three, four. That's just a I mean, just money, story money matters. Set outside leader, Massimo yep. was 1 1, and they ran uh, dance in the so the Durant pair and the Miller pair ran the, the first four, really. Boring. Uh, there's a couple of nice runs behind the um, behind the yeah. um, place getters. Leading girl. Leading girl was nice. Yeah. She's the lights going super when it comes yeah. back to a ratings race. Should should brain them. So, um, so the uh, Pierce brothers are keen. You just don't take much from it. Pierce brothers are keen to have a crack at the Strickland Stakes next Saturday. Well, it makes sense. We'll come back. Uh, we'll see how we measure up. If we can um, get into a railway on the on the minimum or something, if, if we're up to that level. Otherwise, there's a carbine club that day. So until then, we may as well have a go at the 2000. Um, they're under the impression that we'll get the 2000. I'm, I'm, I'm not. You never know. I usually take horses on first go at the journey. So I don't think we'll be getting too excited from a betting point of view. And you would have thought leading girl will be pretty difficult to beat, I'd suggest, that way mm. um but yeah definitely we'll go and have a crack and then we get a few months in the paddock and come back for the races in november so not so it's not all doom and gloom yeah we, deep followers. It, it was good get good gear from simon a last week we got him on again mm. his second time on the one one pans down beaten in a uh tourist war by nero dio um and uh then he had the cornella in the high period stakes so uh. he uh but he Gives, he gives us plenty, doesn't he? He's if a, you're not shaking, you haven't bet enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell you what, I was shaking um, after uh, after the last race last week, BJ. Hang on, just there's, there's a bit I of have a, to. Like, I, I'm still going to pop people. I, I'm, there, I'm, there's a bit of a whisper going around that hundred uh, percent. I that there was scenes, yeah. scenes, <laughs> hashtag scenes at Belmont Park last Saturday with uh, one Perth racing guru oh. storming off uh, Belmont in a huff. There wasn't scenes, but um, I was going to probably have one more beer. I was there with Bradley McManus and a few of the other lads, Anton and, and Co. And um, I was probably going to stay and have another beer or two with them. But um, just watching that was like that was just a horror. What, what, what are you talking about? The ride, Pike's ride on Born to Try okay. was as bad as I've. I reckon it's as bad as I've seen. Like he's he's taken a horse from barrier eight to five back the fence. Like first of all, you don't need to do that. I think one thing I'm learning about Simon Pike, I don't I don't know if he's a great rider at leaders and he's a great rider in, in staying races at times. Well he just tries I think he tries to be too cute. There was no there was no need to go fire back the fence and he then didn't think the horse was traveling that well on the turn, gives it a whack, and then I think with about two hundred to go and he gets wide, he's going, Oh shit, this is bolting. And obviously hits the line um, like it did. So I just yeah, as someone tweeted me, um uh, Mark Miller, uh, one of Crippers mates. Um yeah, I said I missed the, multiple, I missed the multiple announcement get that get out stakes. Multiple, winner. yes, exactly right. Uh, I missed the announcement that a uh, an apprentice was riding instead of uh, uh, having their first ride instead of a uh, W Pike. But um, yeah, anyway, I finished potting Pike now. I'm done. <laughs> Feel better. So, Thanks so, for listening. So what was that? so once you exited Belmont Park, you didn't come back for that other beer? Was it like you were off? I was gone. I was, gone. I was done. Yeah, but I had something on the next day, and I did want to be in good condition, so I had in, I had intentions to leave around five, but yeah. I thought five was going to mean if Born to Try wins, I reckon five means about nine o'clock. Yeah, but, um, sort of sped up the process. It did, yeah. yeah. So in the end, it was a, it was a good loss. It was a loss I needed to have. What did Paul <laughs> Keating say? It was the recession we needed to have. 
dearie, so, but you are in good form though. Like we don't give ourselves too many trumpets here, but I, I thought your analysis and your tipping on the podcast last week was very, very good. The gurus sort of clicked into gear recently. So I imagine the business is running well. Uh, business is pretty good at the moment. Yes, yep. we're uh, we're going along nicely. Um, just the uh, always always critical. Just just got to get the bests up. That's what's uh, killing me at the moment. The uh, the best was born to try, and uh, just recently some some pretty stiff ones in that sense. And they're obviously probably your most important bets of the day. So um, that's the focus in coming weeks, BJ. Let's let's really focus, not just not just ping out a best. Let's yeah. say this is our best. Let's get them up and let's get some uh, let's get some momentum with our best bets. And momentum, best bets, leads us to the exchange, doesn't it? The Betfair exchange. does. How good? Yeah, it's uh, incredible. Um, I'm I'm sort of uh, really struggling for bowlers and I have done for the last couple of months. I'm sort of trying to reinvent and almost I feel like I'm learning the game again from a betting point of view. The form doesn't change. But um, betting on the exchange in particular last couple of months, I've, I've managed to like show up and I, I reckon I'm just – because you probably just battle on the exchange. Most of my profits been early betting and taking those prices and beating, you know, beating Brad and beating those two blokes. Then again, Brad's hard to beat at the moment. Mm. I tell you what, he's uh, yeah. There was barely a bet this morning. We we give Brad a hard time, but yeah. Oregon, Mister McManus is in some serious nick at the moment. He's the um, maestro. He is. He certainly is. There hasn't been a. Um, then again, I think he put up twelve bucks. <laughs> Black Shadow. Yeah, I can't have to. That was probably his only uh, his only real error um in recent times so no he's flying um but yes race one yesterday double rush six horse field um i wasn't on let me just start that and i've shown you my notes i had 26 bucks uh 150 bucks bet fair sp i think top total 60 70 yeah not even 55 yeah, yeah something around those so you're getting triple the price i i've heard a whisper one of the owners had a fair old crack at the 70s or 80s and i sort of just mentioned well if you Packed it on Betfair, you probably made about another 30 grand or something. So, um, yeah, huge love it, Betfair. And this is a real Betfair meeting as well because none of these prices currently are really making me want to dive in. Well, my, um, my experience with Betfair last Saturday was the in the, the Hyperion. I mm-hmm. thought that I couldn't back the Velvet King at the price. I, I didn't like leading girl at the price. So I was able to have to back three runners in the race and still win on it and yep. win, win well. And that was... Uh, Valeroy dance music and dig deep. I think dig deep got out till I think I almost got nineteen dollars. Yeah. Valeroy, I think I got twelve fifty and dance music thirteen fifty. I think were the prices yep. I got late. So just the just in a field like that where you want to not necessarily take a set against the oh favourites. The they were just yeah. very simply they were yep. over bet. I mean I think yeah. Velvet King was. 250, 260, 40% of your market. Leading yep. girl was might have got out to fives late. Yeah. So 20% of your market. That's 60% of your market. That's, you know, dollar eighty, dollar ninety type thing for for one of those two to win. I think that's thin. That was very thin. So then you, you can shop around. Yeah, you, you can, can get a, your have a bit of a scattergun yeah, approach. You can yeah. sort of get five five bucks about one of Dig Deep Dance Music Valor Road winning. Mm. You've um yeah, you've shot well. You're smarter than me. I um I was just all in on the champ and I uh, I, chopped, was, I chopped on dance music, unfortunately. Yeah. I went the wrong chop. That was the only uh, um, only good thing I did all day, I think. But um, but yeah, like the, the late Betfair um, party de- definitely the way to go. Yeah, for for me anyway. And as I've said on as I've said on previous podcasts, that I I can't I, I'm not set up to to bet early, take fixed odds and all that sort of stuff. So if I can t- absorb as much information as I can in, and in the last ten to five minutes of 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 the race, um, get on and um, and sort of play from there, then I feel comfortable in that space. One of the biggest lessons I think is someone like you who punts majority bet fair and you need to learn and, and I'm learning now is 
what's that song? Um, you got to know when to hold them, you know, know when to fold them. Know when to fold them is the mm. key thing. So you want to back a runner. Let's go try for us last week or so. But I'm not just saying this because it lost, because uh, it won. Let's go. Let's go with Graceful Girl on the same card. Okay, yep. two runners, same card. You want to be on both, right? Oh, let's, let's just hypothetically say you want to be on both. You see late Graceful Girls, a dollar ninety try for us, dollar ninety, dollar eighty type thing. That's on the exchange. Even though you want to be on them, you've sometimes got to let them go. Yeah. That is probably the hardest part about betting late on the exchange. Go, oh, God, I could have taken this early. And then having being able to watch a race, see that horse then win and go, that's okay, it was under my price. I've got to move on. I've got to think long term. That's hard to do. Yeah. That's and even back another runner because it's being over bet. That's even harder to do. Not just not have a bet and win on the horse you but want miss to be a on, winner. But back something else mm -hmm. and lose completely. Mm -hmm. But there's also many times where you'll back something else. Um at that inflated price and over a long period of time you'll, you'll show success because you're taking the value so just love betfair love talking about it it's good a real it? betfair bet i can't think of a b word betfair best part of bet harder yeah bet that's harder? it yeah that'll do us yep all right let's, uh, let's get a regular let's get a regular <laughs> no no but we haven't spoken didn't you want to mention the uh MBRs down to six percent as well. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, continuing. Yeah, perm yes, continuing yeah. down yeah. to six percent for all WA racing, uh, pacing, which includes chasing. pacing, chasing. Yeah, yeah. The lads, Callum Robson and the lads, the the greys, the grey lads will be happy with that. Um, yeah, six percent's huge. So I think most markets go up 130, 135 percent. Betfair's effectively 106 percent late. So instead of having to beat the market by 35 percent, you only have to beat them by six percent. Get your commission back. So absolutely love it. Get involved. Betfair, harder, smarter. <laughs> and Terry, just before we start our Belmont Guineas Day preview, just a reminder to everyone that one of the most popular horses in Western Australia is now in Victoria, and he'll be making his Melbourne debut at Flemington on Saturday, race nine of the day, the top line sprinter miler red can man. He's going to be having his first start for new trainer David Brighty Oak, superstar jockey Jamie Carr on board. Red Can Man's lining up in a race called the Jack Styring Sprint over 1,100 metres. It's a $125,000 race, but uh, that this is a stepping stone into a $160,000 Victorian Sprint Series final. So this heat and the final are the two races that the camp has mapped out for Red Can Man. So he'll be kicking off his Melbourne campaign this Saturday, so make sure listeners you tune in and check out the big red can in action and uh, hopefully he measures up over there, stays there and uh, can have a crack at some features in the uh, late autumn, early spring and uh, see how he goes. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Belmont Guineas Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, we are recording the 1-1, the West Australian Racing Podcast. It's 11.30 uh, on Thursday, the 17th of June. Northern today, Terry's horse, the enigmatic, the temperamental mm. material witness will be doing battle uh, in the Avon Valley later this afternoon. Confidence levels? Extreme? <laughs> I, I'm pretty confident, but we're way under the odds. I, I'm more just uh, after his little exhibition last week, which it's amazing. He's come through completely unscathed. Um, we just I'd mainly just want to see him get around safely today. I think that's uh, that's option number one, or priority number one, I should say. Sorry. Priority number one. Yes. Okay. Carnarvon, one of your favourite Woodbug. Haunts, uh, Woodbug. Woodbug. Yeah, two gonna, two, two, two words, out. Woodbug. One well, my, word. One word, my Woodbug. My maths tell me this won't come out till the fixed odds are out, after the fixed odds are out the Sarvo, so I can I can break that price before I get a chance to. But uh, Woodbug in the last. Carnarvon Friday. $3 plus. Woodbug. We're on. All Rest right. of the week. Belmont and Roeburn on Saturday and Kalgoorlie, the goldfields. 
on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's a, there's plenty of meetings to sink your teeth into over the next three or four days, Guru. Yep, looking forward to it. Love me, dirt racing. Mm. And stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, city, meets, get out, stakes, competition. And don't forget our new look, Champs and Challengers edition. Looking forward to having Kev Evans on later, BJ, as the challenger uh, of the Mundaring Hotel's revamped new WA Racing Mastermind competition. Are you ready? Challenger. <laughs> Go. Uh, we're going to channel our inner Mike Whitney. Um, it was Mike Whitney, wasn't it? <laughs> Who dares wins? Who dares wins? Who uh, dares Do you want to make well, – he used to offer people wins. 50 bucks, didn't he? Mate, that you was – You do this, you get 50 bucks. And he used to walk around with a fresh pineapple. That was a that was a big deal back in the day. I loved it. it. Do you remember? Yeah, it was Gladiator? Great. It was so good. My favourite show was The Mole, Grant Bowler. Used to really? Out, you remember The Mole? Yeah, I remember The yeah, Mole. Yeah, and yeah, no, I'm a big fan of The Mole. Prison Break and The Mole, they were my two. Double header, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, when possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only TV series I've watched is Prison Break and it was absolutely dog shit the second time I watched it. So <laughs> I think the key thing is if you like something, don't, don't listen to it again. Don't watch it again. Because, uh, But, I mean, it would have lost a bit of its, like, luster the second time around because yeah. you – Yeah, I know they get out. Yeah. And you then know. they get back in prison. They get out and they get back in prison. It's just uh, – yeah, it's never ending. Uh, okay. So, yes, the uh, the new look WA Racing Mastermind, has, Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind has been quite a hit lately. So looking forward to seeing the champion, Fraser Hay, being uh, ta- uh, been taken on by the challenger, Kevin Evans. Now, Guru will be uh, – we, we obviously, we're recording the, the one, one of the West Australian Racing Podcast right here, right now. But um, you do have another uh, commitment tomorrow. The Betfair Edge. Tell the listeners a bit more about the Betfair Edge. You and Miles Fitzner. Yes, Miles Fitzner and uh, a Crip will be giving his best uh, or best one, two, three, four, however many he's got on the card as well. Um, in form, yeah. Daniel Cripps too, isn't he? He is. He, he certainly is. He's uh, yeah. He's uh, geez, he, he pulls the gun out and he, he really uh, he really misses. Um, but nowhere on air. Uh, three o'clock Fridays on uh, on AM radio six five seven AM. Mm-hmm. But you're probably better off down in the SEN app get if you app. want to listen. Get yep. the app. It's a lot a uh, lot easier to, to do than trying to tune in the wireless. But, uh, no, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. We always have a guest on every week. Had Chrissy Parnham on last week. Um, I haven't actually organised who's coming on tomorrow yet. But, uh, yeah, no, a lot of fun. Enjoying it. Get involved. Listen, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not sure what else I meant to say. Very good. To yeah. the Betfair Edge tomorrow I'm afternoon. not good at plugging, am I? Hmm? I'm not a very good plugger. No, you're not a – No, if I was a footy player, I wouldn't be Tony Lockett, would I? No, you're not a good spruker <laughs> at all, actually. Spruker, uh, <laughs> very good. Uh, yeah, okay. So um, let's get cracking on this Belmont Guineas preview. Let's do it. All right, race number one, the uh, the Crown Perth Plate for the two-year-olds. Um, rail in the true? Rail in the true, yeah. Sorry, rail back to the true, no rain. Since Tuesday, I think mm-hmm. we had a little sprinkle. I think it's going to absolutely pour down I think, we had, I think we had four mil on a Tuesday and then we haven't had a drop since. So. No, we haven't had a drop since. And um, so you're going to presume it'll be a nice, firm, good four back to a pad that hasn't been raced on. If anything, BJ, um, I like it, Belmont, just to allow for fair tracks, especially early in the season. But if anything, this should play on pace. Mm. Um, should suit those closer to the um, to the rails. So uh, I'm going to be mindful of that. And, and I guess one of the good things about this card is that um, there haven't been many and there aren't many early investments at current prices. So it'll be a big day on the exchange, um, as we discussed earlier. BJ. Okay, yes. Yeah. Um, 
I think the track's been playing pretty well. I think yep. the yesterday was uh, there was leaders that won. I think there was horses coming down the middle of the track. So uh, they're always uh, doing their best out there at Perth Racing, Chris Nation and the team. So it's no fun saying that though. We just want to pop Chris Nation. Yeah, it? back yeah. to the back to the true. I'm I'm with you. I'm looking for sort of yeah on speeders, but uh, that's where most of the winners come from. Regardless, the Crown Perth Plate. Uh, for the two-year-olds over the 1,000 metres, kicks things off. Obviously, we've got uh, Bopping Blue, very well regarded by Adam Durant. He's spoken quite highly of this it horse on has. several occasions now, and he was a strong winner this track distance two weeks back. Uh, but there is a, there is uh, some interesting runners, especially coming from from the uh, the recent Belmont Trials Brigade, um, three-pronged attack from the Neville Parnham Yard, mm. as well as a uh, quite like this name, Thomas Magnum. Oh, that's all. Hey, I want, that's it? all I want to talk about. Is that a good, actually, is that, uh, that actually is a good flicked, horse's name. Isn't it? I saw M A Olness in the um, in the uh, ownership group um, of that one, and I flicked him a little uh, message Olmos. last night, and I said, if a, if a horse was ever going to be fast purely on it on its name, it's Thomas Magnum. What a good so, what a, yeah, that's a good just, horse's name. To be honest, I, I haven't even done any form. I just want to back Thomas Magnum. Like I don't care. Just it's mar- purely on name. Market, purely on market, name. Market two dollars and um, just go berserk. <laughs> Um, but no, in all seriousness, I actually did the form. For, I actually did a deep dive in a two-year-old race, which um, I haven't done in a while. I quite enjoyed it. Interesting to note, a couple of expensive-ish purchases, mm. uh, $140,000 multinational, $130,000 for, um, for Storm Commander. Um, yeah, intriguing, intriguing, intriguing race. Probably have a touch on a few of these, but um, speed map-wise, do you have Star Soprano Crossing and Bopping Blue in the breeze? BJ? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I, I did think that, um, just bear with me for one moment, that uh, Saintly City has shown quite a bit of game yeah. speed at trials as and well. And Shade's going here. So it'd be interesting to see if it, if it begins well, whether they'll want to they'll want to try and hold out Star Soprano and Bopping Blue. But I noticed last start with Brad Parnham with Ultimate Command, he couldn't he couldn't hold out uh, Bopping Blue. So yeah. uh, I imagine due, due to them, due to Star Soprano drawn 10, Bopping Blue drawn 11, that they're just going to sort of ping and, and try to uh, try to cross. So whether they might just have that bit more momentum up and be able to get across Saintly City and the other horses underneath it. But uh, uh, gun to head, I would suggest that Star Soprano works forward, crosses and finds the rail. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I think they... Just wanted Bopping Blue to be a happy horse last start yep. and roll along, even if that meant going at a crazy pace, which they did. Um, look, re- realistically, the, the weight impost shouldn't, shouldn't break him here. It's only an extra kilo. And uh, he, uh, if he finds the fence, he'll be super, super hard to run down. But um, geez, if, he, if he's just slightly slowly away and Star Soprano, who looks pretty foolproof out the machines, um, gets, a, gets it a little bit softer or won't be soft, but gets to the top easily and Bopping Blue has to work to get to the breeze. It's a different horse race from there. And um, you can make a case for this race to be run and won a few different ways. Um, Star Soprano, for me, one, when the pressure's applied, that'll be the the acid test. Can he can he respond and um, and get in a war? Because this, this won't be like a trial. Even though the trial was in really nice time, he's going to have to go 12 lengths quicker to win this race. Um, so can he respond and um, can he just not be – we see a lot of horses that can win trials, but can he respond under race day pressure and, and perform? Um, or will the speed, because it's drawn wide, will it allow something with the sit to come into it? Mm-hmm. Um, and we made a – we've already mentioned Thomas Magnum, obviously, but mm. those trials, even that first 400-metre trial, he's, Mitchie Pateman's had all sorts of trouble. The, the Jam Jammies seem to just have a lot of horses that can't jump or have a lot of – 
a lot of uh, head issues, don't they? They just yeah. seem to have a lot of uh, – and they don't usually run too many two-year-olds yeah. from memory. Um, but that first 400-meter trial, he's missed it badly. It took a while to get warm and he really finished off hard. You could tell – How do you make up that him. much ground in a 400-meter trial? I don't know. Trial. It was yeah. just – it was unreal. And then um, I think he missed it again badly at the next trial, but it was – he got away with it because nothing else got out all that well. If you watch it slowly, the machines have opened and he still sort of – it takes him a second to realise that the machines are open and he can get off and going. So, so. so the, this horse could be last. I reckon he's big. There's a massive chance he's last here. Yeah. And you simply probably can't – well, it's very difficult to win from last when you've got horses like Star Soprano and Bopping Blue out front. Like they've yeah. got a fair bit of talent. But, um, geez, I reckon this is going to be the best horse in the race. Uh, over um, in time, um, but it's yeah, you know, it, a, lot, a, of, a lot of trust. In saying is that, that we professional saw, enough to, to probably not, but I didn't yeah. think written matter was professional enough or jumping well enough, and it led uh, on its debut in a class one. So they these lads, Chris and Michael G, are uh, a very astute at getting horses to win at their first career start to perform very well at the first career start. So um, yeah, I, I reckon he's definitely a winning possibility. Look, the runner just looking at the market, and I, I want to just touch on this race in a market point of view because mm -hmm. Bopping Blue's two eighty, I'm about three twenty. Uh, Star Soprano five fifty, I'm six fifty. The, the one that's a little bit over my price at seventeen dollars at the moment is Storm Commander. Mm. Um, Did you like that last draw? Yeah, the last yeah. trial was really nice. Even the four hundred meter trial was fine as yeah. well. Um, but his his last trial, he was up the up the rear end of um, Star Soprano over the final couple of hundred. If they overcook it out in front, Chrissy Parnham can um, can park on them. Um, this one hundred and thirty thousand dollar purchase. Uh, son of Rommel, mm -hmm. um, I reckon he can run a race. I've got him eight, nine bucks, so I haven't really got him super short in the market. But um, the $17 to me just looks like the currently where your uh, your value might lie. I agree with that. I actually thought Beads would be a bit longer in the market. He's, uh, his last start second behind Forever Dreaming was really good. Did all the work outside leader and kick, gave a good kick. Uh, from three, he's going to get a nice run, uh, stalking the stalking the speed back to a thousand. I think he, but the market seems to have found him. But I agree with you. The one that's got under the under the guard there a little bit has, was Storm Commander. I feel as though if Chris Punham wanted to, he probably could have won both trials. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how uh, how it performs on on race day. Bet fair could be wild here. Yeah. But th these are the type of races where. I don't know. Sometimes you've got to respect bet for or bet fair, sorry, or understand why horses are being backed or not being backed. Or like I know we've seen in, in recent weeks, we've seen uh, ain't no other man a stripe, uh, flying missile, ultimate command. Whether they've won or lost, they've been the proven two-year-olds, and they've been smashed, yeah. smashed, smashed, smashed in betting. So in that theory, it probably should be bopping blue yeah. who gets hammered, and the rest of these get out to a backable price. But in saying that, as an owner of a couple of expensive slow horses. Uh, <laughs> AKA, uh, well, one of them was escalating. Um, continually, even though the stable had no confidence, his, his form was, was dog, was absolutely dog shit. dog shit. And he kept getting backed every start hard late in the exchange because he was a $150,000 horse. Yeah. Um, so with Storm Commander and with uh, Multinational, they're, hundred as I said, $130,000, $140,000 purchases. I think that comes into um, some of the, the calculations when looking at it in that sense. I, so I think, it comes, I think it's built, built into some of the algorithms yeah, for sure. Love, also, love algorithms. also, just for those breeding buffs out there, Saintly City is a half to the uh, ill-fated WA Guineas winner War Saint um, yes. from, the, from the same yard. So half, half brother there. So Who was favourite? Uh, champ. In the Guineas, back Guineas. Dig deep. Was, who rode? 
Damien Dave. Oliver. Very good. Yeah. We should have a dig date week. But <laughs> we don't talk about him enough. Actually, I don't want to talk about him this week. You lost him. Um, but anyway, what are we doing this race? So I'm, I, I had Bopping Blue on top of the leg up. He's a bit short for mine at the moment. Uh, the uh, this Star Soprano is going to roll and, and give a kick. Thomas Magnum could be last, but he's – do you really want to be taking 460 about a horse that's been missing the kicks? I'm not, not too sure about that. I want to so. tip him. Like, I actually yeah. want to tip him. Like, yeah. I just want to tip him, but I just feel like that's that's probably just wanting rather yeah. than I'm, I'm, I think Bop and Blue looks class. Adam Durant speaks very highly about him. Got strength. I think he can uh, he can roll forward. And just the way that the, the field strung out the other day, there was some massive beaten margins in that race. It was a good was a sign of a of a good quality race. So Bopping Blue for me on top. But the one that... Um, that Terry mentioned that I, I might be having something on, especially Betfair late Star Commander, Storm yes. Commander rather. Yeah, I'm just I'm just going to be playing Betfair and playing the Drifter, Bopping Blue three sixty, Thomas Magnum four fifty. I'm shorter than I thought I would be. Star Soprano seven fifty, Storm Commander eight, Beads nine. That's how I've marked the race. Mm. I'm just going to play the value here. Yeah. I um I was seven fifty Storm Commander as well. Seven fifty. Mm. There you go. The, the fifteen seventeen bucks around is a. A little bit of a Barry Betsky. Okay. Race two is the Tap Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap, 1,400 metres, and uh, we saw I'm Pretty and Speedy Miss fight out the finish of a almost identical race to this two weeks ago. There's a uh, few other um, horses who are entering the uh, West Speed Platinum Brigade uh, on this particular occasion, uh, some first-uppers, some coming from the mid-weekers. Uh, Lord Lonsdale is an interesting runner coming back in trip. But um, I just wanted to ask you, are we aligned here with a horse by the name of Brother Patty? We are. We, I can't do an Irish accent, otherwise I'd try and, uh, I'd try and have a go back at you here. But, um, yeah, I, I think we are. Um, I'm pretty in Speedy Miss. I was in particular uh, impressed by Speedy Miss. I think mm. Speedy Miss is going super. It's just a, it's a really difficult ride for an apprentice. Uh, on a Saturday, on a day where it might be beneficial to be forward. Uh, so, I don't know. I think Speedy Miss is a horse you can almost probably pop up in grade now and, and um, go for It'll a senior. Off. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to say it'd be a really good uh, W Pike ride, that type of horse, midfield cover, uh, exploding late type thing. Put, a, um, put it up in grade on the minimum, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think, um, yeah, because she's only um, – from memory, she's only a little mare. I think I've heard that in the past. So, um, yeah, I'd love to see her in that type of race. I think she can win a, a nice Saturday race at some point in time. But um, yes, brother Paddy, um, I think if you go through, uh, if you go through his form, and I love uh, discussing um, horses when they move trainers uh, as basically a fresh start for that horse. But uh, his record pre Corrine Maynard was thirty starts for two wins. Just a bit of a bit of a Barry Battler, bit of a Josh Battler. Um, <laughs> Occasionally got a game in St Kilda's forward line. Um, but since he's gone to Crane Maynard, he's six starts for, for two wins. Um, but on top of that, so out of those six starts, two of those were first up prep runs and both of them were huge. Yeah. Like he's run 10th and 8th and they were, they were two huge runs, right? Prep then runs. he's run second on a Saturday when leading and leading isn't his go. Um, that's on a Saturday. In, in was that when he was Sunday beaten race. by Deception game? It yeah. was, yeah. yeah. He's then And one of those runs, he stepped up to a journey. He's not he's not a stayer. Mm. So forget the two first up runs, uh, which were both huge, but they were never really going to win the race from Wine Gates. Um, forget the staying run. He's 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 had the three starts for two wins and a very close second. So um, and the two wins were pretty impressive. Last start, secret statue. Like he should have had him on potentially had him on toast at the two hundred. He's kicked back and he was stronger on the line than secret statue. New Amsterdam in fourth. Um, it, it was a nice nice form reference, and we'll probably learn more about the form reference in New Amsterdam going around today. 
at Northern, but we saw a secret statue well back to come and run a big race. Just um, yeah, just didn't quite catch Blow Me Out last time. Yeah, yeah, just didn't quite catch Blow Me Out. Exactly right. So, look, from the barrier, it's drawn four. I'm pretty's nine. Um, Speedy Miss is seven. Uh, it should have field position. Um, it keeps the claim. And, and for me, this is an easier race. Um, and he goes down um, He goes down half a kilo. So around about that $5.50 mark, I think he's a bet. And just because it's a Corrine Maynard runner, um, you've got Dan Pierce runners and Ben Pierce runners. You've got Adam Durant. Uh, you've got a couple of freewheelers from Neville Parnham Yard. I, I, I'm pretty sure we'll see this five, six bucks through our betting on Betfair as well. So, um yeah, pretty happy to get involved with um with a and there's a nice tempo in the race which is suited as well. Whack and tanker, I'm icy all rolling out in front. I think Lord Lonsdale will be last to be honest. I just don't think it's jumping over fourteen hundred. I just think it'll get lost. Um, maybe you can kick it up and and hold a spot, but um yeah, it's for me it's not even in the race. It's it's your lay of the race. Um, but yeah, I, I think Brother Paddy can run us a good race at five six bucks here. Yeah, the, favorite. The thing with I'm pretty last start was Pike was able to navigate a. A path early which landed him a pair or two closer than people thought he was going to be and yeah. which, which was the winning move i just don't see how he's going to be able to orchestrate that that kind of running position on this occasion i think i'm pretty is going to be just about last um so can i'm pretty come from two to i don't know three to four and a half lengths off brother patty and it's, all about, it's yeah. all about race shape for i'm pretty yeah. here so if whack and tanker and i'm icy do find the top of or if even lord lonsdale um learns how to jump again um, if they're all stopping dead and Brother Paddy's in that line, you know, Lacta is a pretty patient uh, apprentice, one of the more patient apprentices. Um, if they're in that line and they're stopping and, and Speedy Miss gets caught deep and, and it's perhaps giving him the card up into the race, then your next thing you know, you want to be in that three wide line. So it's all about race shape and everything comes down to race shape. But as you were just saying, the race shape here does look more beneficial for Brother Paddy than I'm pretty. And even if it didn't, with 56 and a half compared to I'm pretty 60, 60 yeah. I don't know if there's much between them and, and you're getting the three and a half kilos there. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty keen to, to follow up on Brother Putty, who we uh, got a little result on first up as well. Yeah, I'm with you. So, Second I'm with up. You, Terry. So. I'm, I'm, I reckon this is from – I just love the gate. Romoli on, uh, just the setup with I'm Icy and Whack and Tanker rolling forward. I think he's just going to land in the spot, um, moving out into space. I think it's just going to be too hard to get past late. Brother Paddy on top. I actually think Wacken Wacken Tank is going to run a big race first up too. Yep. I thought, um, I, thought I like the way that he hit the line in his, in his trial. Yep. Parnham's riding is he? Yep. Stevie. Why yep. didn't he ride powerful yesterday? I saw a late jockey change to Miss, Brad Parnham. Not sure. I missed that. Not sure. Because no. he still rode Altamont later in the day. So maybe there was a, a blue. Maybe it was meant to be Brad Parnham. And um, anyway, I thought that was odd. But uh, yeah, big old Wacken Tanker. 42 starts, two wins. Just hates it. Whacking. Hates it, doesn't he? And I'm icy. It's very interesting um, with Chrissy Parnham going on I'm icy. Mm. If he can ping him out the lids and roll him along in front, he always gives cheek, but um, geez, they're a couple of weak animals, aren't they? Well, you're going to need – if they get uh, suitable conditions on the day, they can they can give a kick. And Actually, I thought Whack and Tanker's form last prep was pretty good. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, yeah it's in, huge. in much better races than this. It's a horse that if you go through its career, it looks like it goes far better for Brad Parnham. Yep. It looks like a real Brad Parnham runner. So that's why I was asking in that sense because I mm. think I would have marked it a little bit shorter if Brad was on it probably. Um, so just, they seem to get along pretty well. BJ. All righty. So we're uh, brother Patrick. Brother Paddy, we're, uh, we're in alignment there. Race three of the day is the Morley Growers market more like growers market handicap fresh produce fresh produce fresh uh fruit and vegetable wholesalers uh this is for the three-year-olds over 1200 meters not a bad little race this no it's we, good. we we week in week out i uh, hear myself 
repeating the phrase uh, that we have a quality batch of three-year-olds. We are blessed this season. There's some real talent going around, not just in the three-year-old grades, but then you see three-year-olds scattered against the uh, older horses as well, not forgetting the feature race of the days, of course, the Belmont Guineas over uh, for three-year-olds over the mile. But um, this three-year-old race over the 1,200 metres, there's, uh, there's some real sharp types engaged, and um, even though it's only the, the eight runners, uh, all these horses are genuine Saturday horses, I believe, in time, some of them. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, interestingly, you look at the weights, and I – I, I, I like to talk about sometimes horses just look well in or look poorly in, like, and that that seems silly because everything's on what you won and, and or how many you've lost in a row to lose points, et cetera, et cetera. But this is one of those races where, and I was just saying it to you before, I think Vane Tempest just doesn't look well in, and that's because Vane Tempest has gone and won a class one at Bunbury, class three at Pinjarra, and a class five at Pinjarra, um, and copped. Uh, she's copped 11 points mm -hmm. for those wins. Now, I reckon if Timely Outburst went to those races, she probably wins them all um, quite comfortably too, and, you know, she probably gets her her points as well. So getting into this race with the 59 is a it's a real ask for Vane Tempest from Barrier 7. I've I've got Timely Outburst leading um, Vane Tempest in the breeze, but um, I'd – I don't think they're going to try to with Alpha and Omega, but I think it's probably the sharpest horse over the first 30, 40 metres of the race. So it'll be interesting if they um, they show some tenacity. But I suspect with the two speed horses drawn five and seven, they'll probably be happy just to tuck in um, to tuck in behind uh, on Alpha and Omega. Yeah, I reckon but, um, the, the one one's there for Alpha and Omega if, yeah. if, if they play their cards right there. Yeah, yeah but um, I mean, on, on form, Timely Outburst has got the Spruker form and, and really came back at Graceful Girl hard last start after not even getting the lead, had to, had to take a sit. So it was a bit of a versatility shown from um from nicole hopwood there um you would think with normal luck timely outburst is super hard to get from and in front i do worry and i'll be honest i do worry about a, a, a hoop like nicole hopwood who doesn't get many of these big opportunities on a saturday actually finding the front and, and getting a bit overzealous going for the stick too early um i mentioned it we were on fish hook yesterday at uh and i, I felt that for a horse that we know he's only got probably a little heart i think is probably the best way to put it i think the stick sometimes comes out too early you want to say a bit more uh patience in regards to when the stick loses its appeal if you're pulling it out and hitting him at the 230 and then when you get to the 50 and you try it again the horse can well we've already you've already asked for that effort it's, it's not been there. yes exactly been, been there, done, there, done, that. done that exactly mm -hmm. right so um I, I i i will struggle i think timely outburst is definitely the one to beat i can't really back around it but i'm struggling to take 250 about um the inexperience of of nicole hopwood here um inexperienced she's definitely she's not an, an apprentice but just on a on a bigger stage um she does that's my concern I, I agree I, I, that, that's I, my concern at 250 I, inside i know she's right she's rode this horse brilliantly yeah um today she's done absolutely nothing wrong it's just it's just simply a, a matter of i just don't i don't and feel I, comfortable I, taking i think the, the late market will reflect that too yeah there's and gonna, then, there's, gonna be, there's gonna be people there's well, gonna be people who want to take nicole hopwood on let's be honest i've got i've actually got a three dollars ten on betting yeah that's the thing it's it's really quite funny in that sense at three dollars ten um, this is the only horse i really want to play but, in I, but while we're recording it's a 240 exactly Exactly right. This could yeah. be one of my, in the end, could be one of my main, main plays of the day. If, yeah. if it trades three sixty, money, um, money doesn't come. Money goes elsewhere, which it may well do. So um, we saw Rain of Fire got smashed first up in betting against the older horses. Um, went well considering yeah. how much he uh, he fought Jordan Turner. Um, Twelve hundred should suit more. Blinkers off. It's, that's probably a good move here. I think um, he looks to have come back. Something like his debut campaign, which is which is good to see. And and then Vane Tempest, despite the fact that I don't think she looks well in here, I reckon she's come back in serious nick 
Um, Good and horse, she, yeah, and looks yeah. a real proper racehorse. So um, I think even we, even the other day at Pinjarra down the straight, sort of half missed it, was just sort of trucking behind. As soon as Jade was able to angle, sort of she came sort of out out towards the outside rail and got it to take a split. When it took the split, she was powerful. I thought Vain Tempest the way she she yep. let down. Even though I think the second favourite in the race was that Wiener Wobbs that all missed I'll the kick as well. That, that's all I'll stiff. say is yeah. if you look at who's run second there. Yeah. Because um, I was actually I was on Wiener Waltz in yep. that race to come from near last for a horse that's best racing has been leading. That was a super run, but it also takes a bit of gloss off the win because yep. it hasn't really had to beat anything. Um, but in saying that, the way she won and the way she beat Secret Statue when she sat in the breeze had a horse putting pressure on her three deep the start before. Um, runs yeah, time. She's, runs time too. Runs yeah. time and runs runs really well for for a pretty form apprentice uh, apprentice pretty form hoop in Jade McNaught who went one from one yesterday with uh, with minor tricks. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, at this stage, market's pretty bang on. First law is way undermined. That's probably the one that um, I'm happy to really take on. Thought it fell in over payroll lad the other day. Thought it was entitled to probably win a bit better the way that race was run. But, um, yeah, interesting. All-day session, pikey on. I didn't mm. see enough first up to, to follow up. Captain Charmaine was a far better run, but you're obviously losing pike on Captain Charmaine. It goes on to all-day session, which is obviously a couple of lengths on its own. So current markets, there isn't a bet for me, but I'm going to be keeping a, a Hawkeye for some uh, some three-plus timely outbursts, and that'll get me involved. Timely outbursts on top for me as well. I'll be waiting late on the uh, Betfair exchange, betfair.com.au. One of those ones if it trades 220 type thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy not having a bet as well. Yeah, like yeah. I'm actually happy not getting involved here, so I'll, I'll, I'll need my price. Yeah, and uh, I think Rain of Fire, I thought that – Trial was good. Yeah. The first up run was good behind uh, uh, Amasinus, who we'll be speaking about shortly. So that form looks good. From gate one, uh, blinkers off, settles kind of for Jordan Turner. Rain of Fire finds Kevin. Gallop leaders back or three of the fence? Uh, three of the fence, yeah. yeah. Just so, a bit harder from three of the fence. Yeah. It? yeah, so just needs that galloping room. But but he's uh, he's a pretty talented horse on his day and uh, uh, thought that there, all the signs are there to suggest that he's right back on track. But Tom, the outburst, the Spruker form, graceful girl form, uh, up on top of the speed, uh, looks uh, stands out as the horse to beat. Yeah, Tom, the outburst, three bucks, Vane Tempest, 560, Rain of Fire, 660. Betfair, they're the three, they're the three I'm, I'm happy to look at, but very much in the timely outburst corner if I get my price. Okay, race four is the happy 50th birthday to Grant McCleary, handicap. Happy birthday, Grant. Yeah, he's a good lad, Grant uh, McCleary, owner of the Velvet King. Yeah, he very was, uh, heavily involved in the yeah. impressive racing setup, yeah, isn't his he? His son, I think, works for them. Okay. Uh, his son might have a little... Share in clairvoyance, or he might be the strapper for clairvoyance. Don't quote me exactly on that, but Grant is like he's a cracking bloke, and he always says he wants to come on and uh, and talk about uh, the Velvet King. Uh, so maybe uh, if they head to a railway stakes, we can get him on that edition. Quick phone call and feel see what it feels like to be an owner in mm. railway stakes. Wait, I'll be able to tell you as well, probably. But um, did you get that one? Yeah, I yeah, did okay. Actually. Yeah, didn't get the reaction. I was Sorry. <laughs> anyway, good bloke. Happy fiftieth, Grant. Don't look a day over thirty. Um, BJ, this isn't a race. Ha have you seen? Have you before? We go, have you seen how the foot the, the footy players, right? Mm. Say your favourite football player is. Uh, wow, who would your favourite football player be? Uh, say Ali Yo for argument's sake, right? Yeah. You, he, he's not yours, but he, uh, you can you can. Like there's an app where you can ask Elliot Yo to send a happy birthday message oh, to your mum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe we should start doing that and start sending out happy birthday messages from the one one. Wow, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Are we happy gonna, birthday, are we, Grant McCleary. Are we going to charge people for that? <laughs> Bloody hell! Um, yeah, wow. <laughs> who would your favorite? Who would your player be? 
If you want, if you want, if you wanted to hear from someone to wish Terry Layton a happy birthday, who would, who would, who would? Uh, we'll go past players. Yeah, Peter Matera and Mark Lacroix. Yeah, that big, would big fan. Pistol Matera, Mark Lacroix. I love, love the key forwards though. Like if you're talking other clubs, I love your Jonathan Browns. You're Nick, Brown. Nick Rewalt. Yeah. Favourite current player. Mm. Really jumping on Paul Huckle's son loves Oscar Allen. He, he pinged him years ago. Mm. Um, we got a footy signed for him from uh, from Oscar for, for young Huckle. Um, yeah, probably Oscar Allen or Willie Rioli. Mm. How about you? You'd be a boy. You'd be boring, I reckon. Shoey. No, flying no, Ryan, no, 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 of course. Flying Ryan. Flying yeah. Ryan, of course. Yeah, electric. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, happy birthday, Grant. Yeah. We, we just go and segue sometimes, don't we? Yeah. I said to BJ at the start of this episode, we, oh, I think it's time to try and just uh, try and shorten it just a little bit. And then we're, yeah, we're going on segues talking about Peter Matera and Mark Lacroix. <laughs> so you all know what happened next. All right. This is a race I have no in. Sorry, Grant, but I can't help you with the winner in the, the race after you. This is a race I just I just couldn't get it in my head around, BJ. Do you think, um, do you think Grant's just disappointed that there's no impressive racing horse in this hey, yeah. well he, he he should be hmm. yeah the, you know, the one of the bugbears is there's no trial replay for dunbar yeah which is disappointing throwing out winners too bella yeah. liberty was huge um deep the trip at cow and my one yesterday too so um yes had dane hollingworth messaged me this morning saying would have loved to have uh, seen mind tricks trial so. mm. 100% agree. Yeah. Makes it difficult. I think they just don't have vision. I don't think there's anything sinister. Must have been a, uh, like a, when we, we're like when we forgot to uh, press tell record. What. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, I wish uh, I got a horse by the name of Thinking Game that cost us an arm and a leg with the piercers and I wish I didn't have vision of any of its trials <laughs> just to not know how slow it is. Ah, uh, dearie me. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I've got minimal to offer here, BJ. Agent J. I think that's form. why we're uh, talking yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Agent J on form. It's got to be hard to be. But I, again, I can't be hopping in at three bucks about a horse that's on the seven-day back up, 1,200 back to 1,000 with a heap of speed coming across. So, um, yeah, Dunbar trialed well, maybe. <laughs> Don't know. Um, yeah, I think I, I quite. I thought Agent J was the biggest danger to Paul Lee last Saturday, and uh, that was a big run. Sat outside Paul Lee and just kept coming and coming and coming. Twelve hundred back to a thousand off seven days is uh, is an obvious challenge, but very unorthodox. But uh, begins well from two. Keshaw is doing a good job. He's improving with every ride. This uh, this young fellow. So, he, he really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really is. Uh, Thought he's just he's looking really balanced and strong Luke's at the moment. Luke's choice, yeah. Good yesterday, Luke. Secret Pearly didn't win on last Sunday, but uh, last Saturday, sorry, but he got into second. And they're, they're, they're horses are running, running. they're yeah. running for him. Yeah, so they're feeling it through the reins there. So mm-hmm. Agent J uh, on top for me, but I'm a bit like Terry. I thought that is that price just like sent out like that just because it ran second to Pooley last. Well, it Saturday? should be the thing you got to remember about that race with Pooley last week is OBH won one and. Um, Dolly M was uh, back of the leader. They were both gone mm-hmm. at the five six hundred, which caused real separation to the rest of the field and allowed those two to gap them. Um, but yeah, it does look a pretty good form reference. And I dare yeah. say, when the Stephen Miller yard back him up like this, he's really, he's really good at backing him up, Stephen Miller. Yeah. So I reckon he's just um, he's a very happy horse, and he's 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 got to be the on top selection. But yeah, I'm I'm not jumping out of my skin to take you. To take the three dollars turn. He's uh, yeah, he's my on top selection agent. Jay uh, Dunbar, who knows? But um, he's he had good good two year old form. He didn't quite come up last. He didn't come up at all really last prep. Did even his lead up? Even his lead up trial was poor. Ordinary. So he's actually won a trial this prep. Had so, he, was it a good trial? Well, you can only just take a line through the fact that two winners have come out of it from behind him, I suppose. But uh, you're betting blind in, in some ways. But uh, for me, I thought the – That sounds like most Saturdays when <laughs> I go to the races. 
For me, something just a little bit um, away from the obvious was I thought Bedouin Bell could improve um, a oh, length yeah. or two, second up on the quick backup. I didn't mind yeah, the way she found the line last Saturday. Yeah, she knows how to win too, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> she's, a, she's a real winner. <laughs> but see, Jay McNaught, what was what was the- Jay McNaught goes back on and then the, we spoke about this last week. Jade back in form. She rides winners in waves, so don't be surprised if she bobs up on a couple on Saturday as well. I'd be going place heavy if you're backing Bedouin Bell. Mm. But, uh, I did. I actually thought Bedouin Bell went super last mm. week, and um, yeah, you got to remember she still uh, had 30 goes, and she's been placed on 16 occasions, so she's been placed over 50 percent of her starts. The three dollars fifty three seventy of the hole, which could even be longer late, um, may be a really good bet here. So to be honest, this is the race I'm going to probably sit down later on and have a deeper dive into. This was the one race in the program I just thought, no, I don't, I don't want to be involved. Um, drink what you like five bucks looks way under the odds to me um we don't know anything about dunbar uh olga louise we've ridden to lead jack the joker was tough winning that race the yeah, other day. Good, wasn't come it? to the breeze yeah. no reason it can't win again but then you've got more speed potentially from christella secret assault um as i said olga louise will cross them it's just even secret assault with a nine-year-old he's racing so well he is yeah that yeah. run fifth to Sunny Silk, and then the other day ran that fourth to Vane Tempest was good as well. Yep. So doing absolutely nothing wrong. Yeah. So I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's got another win left in him. No. Yeah, uh, he's got to win somewhere. He's only a sixty rider, so there's definitely a, a nice little sixty plus for him on a Wednesday or a Thursday. But uh, yeah, the Saturday win might just elude him. But um, he looks like the sort of horse who will kill a quaddy like before his yeah, time's out. Don't you reckon? He'll kill a couple of quaddies yeah, that day. He wins. Yeah, probably. Have him all up, sacks on sacks off that day. Or maybe a warnable they can send them over together. Uh, Agent J, for the sake of a tip, uh, don't like the 1,200 to 1,000, but the form lines are um, are superior. Even going back to last prep with uh, former and excellent dream, Cryptic Love, Sassy Trader, it's it's better form lines. So we're back in the uh, former apprentice and back in the yard who I, I trust when they back him up off um, seven days. We saw Timely Outburst go off seven days recently for Stephen Miller. Went super behind Graceful Girl. And that looked an odd back up at the time, 1,300 back to 1,200. So knows what he's doing. Um, Agent Jay, for the sake of a tip, BJ. Me too. I'd like high threes, uh, Agent Jay, to, to get involved. I was yep. I was about 380, I think. The, mm-hmm. the low threes at the moment is a bit bit tight. But, yeah, I think Agent Jay uh, thought he is a, a pretty decent horse, actually, improving all the time. And um, he can uh, he looks the horse to beat. It's time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Competition. I feel like we need like a, a, a soundtrack going into that. Like yeah. a do, 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 do. Yeah, we need like a big build up, don't we? Yeah, we yeah, do. We yeah. do. Well, yeah. I'll have to ask Something to producer the, Jen. Yeah, we'll speak to the, the uh, graphic and sound department. Yeah, yeah. Well, Terry, the Mundaring, did you know that it has been the heart of the hills mm. since 1899? You can find it, Jacoby Street, Mundaring. Uh, if you're in the neighbourhood, drop in and see the publican, Ian Butcher O'Connor. Say good day. Let him know you're a 1-1 listener and uh, have a yarn to the great man up there as well. He loves loves a chat, loves his WA racing as well. So last week we had uh, Lockie Taylor. Uh, he was going for a three-peat, wasn't mm. he? Traded short in the run too. Yeah, you did mark him quite short. Yeah. but um, Unbackable. Wasn't to be. The challenger, Fraser Hay, he claimed the title of the WA racing mastermind and He's back to defend his title today. Fraser, welcome back to the show. G'day, lads. How are we going? Very well, mate. Very well. What's the uh, You were telling us off air that uh, you're a pretty big thing in uh, Perth racing these days and it's hard to leave the house. How's, uh, how's the paparazzi been treating you this week now that you're, um, now that you're a WA racing mastermind champion? <laughs> yeah, they're sending them off from all areas, mate. Um, 
had to unfortunately tell the boys couldn't uh, attend the races on Saturday due to the uh, being a big deal in the races these mm. days. So um, hopefully we can keep the show going. Mate, it's a burden. It's a burden that you have to bear. But I'll tell you what, uh, BJ mentioned that uh, Ian Butchie O'Connor doesn't mind a chat about some WA racing. I'll tell you another bloke that doesn't mind a bit of a chat about uh, WA racing. That's Kieran Kev Evans, the challenger. Kev, how are we? Yeah, thank you, guys. How are you? How are you guys? Yeah, well, mate. Well, what are the confidence levels like going into this? Um, look, after hearing last week's competition and Fraser saying that Great Shot hadn't won a Group <laughs> 1, um, I think that if there's any questions like that, I might be able to get over the line. Uh, I like it. Some shots fired. Yeah. Really. So before before we start, Kieran, are you going? What's what's your buzzer? Is it Kieran, Kev, Kevin, Kevo? What are we doing? Uh, we'll, we'll go with Kev. Kev, because we'll uh, Terry is yeah. uh, Terry's the judge, so he uh, he has to listen. For, so it's Kev and it's Fraser. And uh, one more thing, Kev, your uh, your good mate Lockie Taylor was a uh, dual uh, mastermind winner, and then he got rolled, obviously, by uh, by Fraser at last. So what did you make of of Lockie's performances on uh, on recent podcasts? Um, look. Obviously, the, the first one he, he did was quite good. The second one was obviously not that bad either. But last week, again, the same question that Fraser got wrong. Uh, him not knowing that the uh, the big grey won a group one, that had that had the chat room um, fired up and, and just, you know, poking fun at Lockie for a good good hour, hour or two. So the WhatsApp chat lit up, did it? Yeah, not letting him live that one down. Very good. All right, so... <laughs> Champion is Fraser Hay. Are you ready? Yep, very ready to go. Challenger, Kevin, Kev, Evans, are you ready? Yep. All right, boys, your names are your buzzers. So to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to get three questions correct. Question number one, who is the new trainer of Red Can Man? Fraser. Fraser. Fraser, um, Fraser. Fraser Googling right now. <laughs> Five, four, oh, three, two. Kieran Maher and David Eustace? Nah. I know that's wrong. You yeah. can have a free hit, Kev. You've got three seconds. Oh, two. Uh, Peter Moody. No, no, it's not. Um, it's not uh, Adam Durant. Sorry, mate. Uh, the answer is David Brightoak. David Brightoak. Yeah. Mm. Good uh, stuff. Yeah, Big, not getting I, I would. I wouldn't have got that either, to be honest. <laughs> Red Can Man, of course, racing at Flemington mm. this Saturday. Question number two. How many runners do Peter's Investments have in the Belmont Guineas this Saturday? Kev. Kev. Zero. Good lad. Correct. He's on the board. Kev's one on the nil. board. Kev one. Fraser, yet to score. Question three, name the apprentice jockey who rode her first winner at Broome last Saturday. Fraser. Kev. Ah, oh, Fraser. Fraser Lord. By a long way too. Rosie Mahoney. Very good. One all. I like this. This is a good competitive battle, isn't it? Fraser was quick, could, quick off the mark. Yeah, he? he was. Did he, did he, seesaw did he, did he jump the gun Love there? Love my racing. I reckon Fraser might have had something on. <laughs> I reckon he might have too. <laughs> might, might have I think he did spot on. <laughs> <laughs> question four. Question four. Name the recent Bunbury Stakes winner who finished third behind Variation and Gadding in the 2017 Belmont Guineas. Fraser. Western Temple. Oh, oh, very good. Very good. 2-1. Very good. 
Yeah. We were there that day, BJ. Yes. Mm. Uh, dig deep, stiff. Yeah. Reeling. Still looking for a gap. Question five, Mitch Pateman trained. <laughs> I, I will preface this by saying this, that. Is, this is a Terry's question. <laughs> I like this one. All right. Question five. Sorry, lads. We'll start again. Question five. Mitch Pateman trained and rode speeding Comet to, to win. Oh. Okay. Yes, Kev. Yes, What's your answer? Sorry. Eat our goalie. Nah, well, you, you probably should listen to the rest of the question, you guys. Now Fraser gets a free. Oh, no, okay. Fraser gets a free. I think free Fraser hit. buzzed in as well. Oh, right? did he? Hang on, did Fraser buzz in first? I, no, I don't think he buzzed in. Nah. First. Did you buzz in? Oh, I heard oh. Fraser buzzing. Yeah, I buzzed in after Ken. Oh, what are we? Oh, what are the? Surely, surely, we reset it, and they can both have a crack at it. Yeah, right? okay, that's that's good. You yeah. see, you both got your buzzers back yeah. open. All yeah. right, yeah. you're both back alive. <laughs> So it's Fraser 2, Kev 1. Okay. Question 5. Mitch Pateman trained and rode Speeding Comet to win at Kalgoorlie recently. Prior to Mitchell, who was the previous dual licensed person? Fraser. To- yes, oh. Fraser. Um, Three. No, trade by Simon. No, I've got nothing. I had Simon Miller in the back of my mind, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I don't I think, so, I don't think Simon's making weight at the minute, unfortunately. Oh, I, no, I, I, I wouldn't have thought so. So, Kev, who was the previous dual licensed person to train and ride their own horse to victory in WA? It was on the dirt as Jared well. Jared Noski. Oh, no, not Jared Noski. No, it was on the dirt. It was Michelle Hagley. Michelle Hagley. Really? Oh. Blah, big the big blows, big blows. And before Michelle Hagley, it was Kira Yule. Wow, there we go. Uh, oh, okay. All right, so it's still two one. Who? Okay, here we go. Question number six: Who rode great shot to a four length victory in the twenty sixteen Belmont Guineas? Kev. Kev. Craig Staples. Yeah, the moment Ooh. I was surprised I didn't hear someone's name with the moment they said who rode great shot. Yeah, like you've only really got one answer. Unless you, uh, then again, the question yeah. could have been at his last couple, I guess, and it would have been Jade. Who? I think it was. Okay. Yeah. All right. Two all. We're getting two two. Here we go. If they're listeners of the one one, like if they're religious listeners of the one one, they'll they'll know this straight off the bat. Yeah. Okay. Question seven. There were two Karakata Plate winners in last week's Hyperion Stakes. Bella Road was one. Who was the other? Kev. Kev. Karakata Plate Runners. Dance Music. Oh, <laughs> I just can't believe this shit. Fraser, you got five seconds. <laughs> Fraser for the steal. Four. Oh, three. I'm going to go Karakata. Big B. Oh, Big oh, B. Oh, me. Talk about WhatsApp chat. He buzzed in <laughs> earlier and I thought, here we go. We've given him one on a play oh, already. I was, oh. I, was looking at, I was only looking at the top six. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. See, I don't uh, mind that. Very, very quick, Kevin. Uh, okay. Oh. Well, congratulations, Fraser. Hey, you've done it again. You back are the back. You are the back-to-back. WA Racing Mastermind Champion. Congratulations, mate. How does it feel? Yeah, very good, boys. Good to uh, keep the crown running on for a little, another week. Um, I think the uh, the extra motivation of hearing uh, the guru 
offering up a spot at his Christmas party for the uh, number one winner might have, might have got me over the line you've, there. You, so, you're, uh, taking, uh, you're taking the week off work to uh, to, to study uh, past yeah. and present uh, West Australian <laughs> racing trivia. Yeah. Just that additional and motivation. What, and what better way to do it than on the chair? <laughs> yeah, very good on the on the champ dictate. No, very good. That was good fun. Fraser gets the victory. Kev uh, went oh so close, mate. Just came up a t- touch short, but I'm sure the WhatsApp chats will be lit up after you got that last question yeah. incorrect, yeah. mate. But uh, if, you can just, um, if you can if you can cut that last question out. <laughs> <laughs> Kev, thanks a lot, mate. Thanks for uh, your contribution to the one one. Of course, you have been on here uh, and uh, are a friend of the podcast, and uh, we appreciate all the uh, all the support we get from you. And uh, unfortunately, you come up short today, but Fraser is the champion. And uh, Fraser, will you be uh, will you be here next Thursday to do battle again? Absolutely, we'll be wonderful. Thank you, lads. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, have either of you done the former oh, Sunday yet? Have you either of you got a special for us a Sunday? Throw us your best. Uh, Brooklyn Pier for me. Brooklyn Pier for Kev. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go today. Money, ah, uh, not money matters. Uh, material witness. Today. Material <laughs> witness. <laughs> if, if he makes it to the gates, that's on it about near enough, actually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, no, praying, praying he gets around safely. That's uh, that's the key thing anyway. Thanks, lads, and we'll and, speak to you next week. And uh, another $100 gift voucher yes. to the Mundaring Hotel oh. is on the way to Fraser Hay. Congratulations, mate. Cheers, lads. Thanks, boys. See you, lads. Race five of the day is a free entry to Belmont Park Handicap. Still free entry, Terry. Perth Racing, they're just so they're they're very don't, They don't have the facilities to charge. I think they're going to just get a, a plastic bag and say chuck your 10 bucks in or something, are they? Um, yeah, no, free entry, amazing. Great way to, to spend your Saturday, are they? Well, it actually is a great way. To, I'm, I'm sounding like a wanker. There, I, saw a photo, I saw a photo of you on Facebook, actually. Yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah Perth oh. Racing were using your image to, pro- to promote their product. Mm. Did you... Did you sign up for that? Too? Yeah, I've sent him an invoice. It's yeah. okay. Don't worry about that. Yeah, no, we can. You weren't yeah, wearing. I think it was with that. Anton, every, young Anton, was in yeah. that photo with me. You weren't wearing uh, any of your sponsored SEN or sponsored Betfair no, gear. No, so. no, I had the Dig Deep cufflinks on though, which yeah. we get a run. Which uh, Betfair sent me a couple of years ago. They get a run for his, all of his meetings, but uh, unfortunately, they weren't lucky this time around. Mm. Um, no, good day out there. Always so, a good but, day at Belmont. But you didn't pay to get in, which is the the best. Exactly thing. right. Yeah. They paid me. Yeah. Okay, uh, BJ. Now here we go over the sixteen hundred meters. I spent about an hour and forty five minutes, nearly two hours. Um, which an hour and forty five minutes is? It's nearly two hours doing this race last night and I just don't know why I spent so long doing this race because I have found races without any obvious speed maps are just not really the races I like betting into because there's so many different ways they can be run. I love betting into a map and a, a race shape. It's one of the things I write in my thing. One of the purchase my personal notes is how will a race be run? And then you go, okay, strong leaders or not much speed, difficult to make ground or, or what, however ratio or weak leaders you can come from last year. And that's how I like to talk about it. This race shape was just a um, – it was a breakfast for dogs really, wasn't yeah. it? Um, like I – yeah, I mean the, the biggest thing that I wanted to figure out going into this race, what are my tactics going to be? And because the race has so many different possibilities and what could occur, I want to look for some value here. And I think that's that's the way we've got to assess this race. From a speed map point of view, I, I think Tiff has spoken, breezed – 
when winning its maiden. Um, I know horses don't like to change, and stables, I should say, don't like to change tactics after a win. They probably think we'll stick to stick to what worked. But I think it's a really good opportunity with Paul Harvey going on board to, to press forward and lead or look for a spot in the breeze or, you know, just, just race forward, just race more prominently in a race to avoid a speed. And I, think de- you could, I think you could say that for like quite a few of these horses. Well, Deputano. Deputano is one that's led and won, one run away by a couple of lengths. Can miss kicks badly though, mm. um, but it's a race you can probably miss the kick and, and still work to the top just about because there isn't much speed. So I'm, I'm thinking those two, with, with Tin Snip who put in a little bit of a flat one last start, um, it does have gate speed on his day. I think they'll happily go forward with Tin Snip at a moderate tempo and say if nothing takes us on, just lead. Mm-hmm. Um, but if either of those two come across, then don't be afraid to just park right on them. But that's how I had it. I couldn't have any of the others. Would you go forward, forward with Treasured Crown? Because, I mean, I if, if, it, does, if well it doesn't enough. go forward, it goes back and can it win from see, last? Yeah, see, Treasured Crown is one of the two I actually want to back here, BJ. And, and yeah. it's funny. And I've got it going back to last. And so you go, well, how are you backing your horse? It's going to be back to last on such a slow tempo. So we all go now. And, and this is one thing I you sort of think more about. You go on your little huddle before the race. And mm-hmm. everyone's doing the form in this race. Everyone can say there's no speed in this race. Pikey got it completely wrong last start in, in a race where he went back to last and he was on a, a horse that's trying to get up to the 2,000, 2,400 metre type range um, and he tried to ride it like it was Graceful Girl that can pick up and accelerate. That wasn't the way to go about it. And I was filthy because I this got out to 25, 26 bucks. Like you got you again, Oh, he's got me a few times recently. <laughs> I'd be, I'm sure I'd be uh, a lot uh, further in front than I am behind on him. But Oops. just talking about his negatives at the moment. Um, but – I think he would have learned something from that. The, sta- the stable would have learned something from that. And I think there'll be, A, I think because they might go so slowly, we'll see mid-race moves if Tiff doesn't go forward, mm. a mid-race move from Tiff or a mid-race move from Sluice Box or yep. a mid-race move from- Gifted um, Warrior. Gifted Warrior, exactly yeah. right. British basically, anything. There, there could be, things could get ugly here and Pike either follows one of those into it or Pike from the 600, he says, off we go. I'm fit as Mate, a fiddle. It, I'm fit as a fiddle now. It, and he says, off we go because this is- it's it's weighted to win this race. It's ready with to win. Fifty. It's a hundred percent. So yeah. ready to win a race. Yeah. But if he jags it from last straight back to the fans, dearie mate, they just haven't done. He hasn't done his um. He hasn't done his homework. Um. So, or, so or he hasn't listened to the podcast. Exactly mm. right. But if they go along at a, at a reasonable tempo and don't go too slow, then he's back last. The race simply might not get the shape where he can win it, and he yeah. might just be in an impossible position on the turn so he, he needs, can't needs, back him with he confidence. He needs scalloping room and momentum this horse. Exactly right. Yeah. Gets, but if, if the race shape pans out for him, um, I think he's the one that's the most ready to win. Um, so I definitely want to have something. I don't know what the price will do. Last week he was nines out to nearly 30s bet fair, which is unheard of for a horse who, as for a horse that I actually liked as for well. An, for a pike, um, pike I was really Because oh, I, I didn't have a cent on earlier. I, I thought the bet fair price would, would be low teens, but I didn't expect mid-20s and um, – yeah, yeah. You don't often get mid twenties about a W Pike, Cerise and White Runner, who probably should have won the race, in all fairness. If he if he makes the, the wider move and gets into it, maybe on the back as Tiff has spoken or something of that nature, I think it's yeah, I think it's curtains, I think it wins. I think it's a, a very progressive type of horse. Um, but the other runner who's <clears throat> come up big value for me, I've got it nine dollars fifty, is gonna go. Mm. Um tip's gonna go a few starts ago. Um, when nothing went right for Matty Derrick, it was just a, a horror show. Missed it, tried to circle him, tried to go, yeah, just not, nothing went right that day. Um, most recent outing, uh, drew the drew 13 or 14, went back to last and ran the quickest last six of the race, I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, the quickest last six of the race. It's not a horse that's going to run blistering 
final splits. But he's now dropped five points. His last three gates are 13-10-9. Willis sticks. He's drawn barrier two. He can kick it up from the gate. The trials, the trials at the start of the prep were huge. Um, and his first two, first up and second up runs, they were both really nice as well. What I liked more about last week, um, or a fortnight ago, was the fact he was down to the 1400, which was never going to suit a horse like Gunner Go fourth up. Um, so back to the mile here, he maps well. He's dropped five points, so he's dropped two and a half kilos. Um, he gets four and a half kilos on Tin Snip for their last He's meeting. almost, a, a, other than true attraction, he's probably the class horse of the race, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. And you, and you look at the form lines behind um, Come For Me, Billy Ain't Silly. Yeah. Um, and then you compare that to, to your Tiffa Spoken um, form lines and your Sowar form lines around Stockyard Gossip. Um, it's, yeah, it's the stronger form line. So the way he wins this race is a horse like Deputano or Tiffa Spoken rolling him along at a reasonable tempo out in front. He hops on their back and he gets the first crack at him. And that's how he wins the race. If they're bunching on the band, he's not going to out-sprint them. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, yeah, for me, it's 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 a really nice race to, to play two horses, and I've got sort of one angle covered. Where hopefully I've got the leaders mm-hmm. back with um, with Gunna Gunna Go. go. Yep. Not impossible. Gunna Go leads. You know, it's not not deathly impossible. And on the um, Treasured Crown, so 20, 20 odd bucks and and seven bucks Gunna Go and, and Treasured Crown. That's that's how I'm going to play the race. I'm going to have uh, yeah play the pair. But BJ, I tell you what. Um, yeah, true attraction is definitely not impossible. So war is definitely not impossible. Tiff has spoken, deserves favoritism. I'm five bucks Tiff. So what's the current price? Three something, I think. Hold yeah, on. So why understand? Uh, Tiff has spoken, 320, 330. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's no interest whatsoever for me. Um, yeah, Deputano can go forward lead and be very hard to run down. Um, yeah, very, very open race. And um, yeah, let's, we'll shop for value. Long story short. Treasure Crown, gonna go for me. BJ. Treasure Crown and So War for me. Okay. I thought So War was third behind Try For Us two starts ago. was excellent. Then he followed that up with a WA Day Cup victory in a genuine mile there on the uh, public holiday Monday. Peter Nucky, that was a really sweet ride from six. I love the way that he began last start and he began, he was almost equal first out the machine if he can begin well again on saturday i think pete can be quite positive with with this with this guy i don't necessarily think he's a get backer get back run on horse he just hasn't had a lot of luck with barrier draws so if pete can get him to begin cleanly he can almost land land first four or five could just about run him yeah cool he could British bets he could just about yeah. lead the way they began last time exactly so and um i think he's in really good form he's only four and i feel like he's he's progressive enough so for me i'm gonna it's a double play for me where terry's gone uh true attraction gonna go i don't mind gonna go a little bit as well but my double play will be so war true attraction i saw you slipped gonna go into your top four mm. i was surprised by that yeah i just just uh think that he's getting down to a nice way good gate be real willer this looks like a race for good jockeys i like that mm. oh that's good yeah well, i got pike and real Oof. yeah I think Pike, uh, he owes me one. Yeah, he owes me one. I think Brad, Brad's only ridden about 99 Group 1 winners. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, um, I don't know the best time to back uh, Treasured Crown. That's the one thing I am unsure on. Currently 7 bucks on 5.50. Don't know if uh, we take the early or pull the late trigger. Um, suspect, suspect late. But uh, late. This, this where, is a, this where are we betting? Late? Uh, betfair.com.au. Okay. Smarter and harder. Race number six, uh, the Amelia Park handicap over the twelve hundred meters. Um, interesting. How long did you spend on this race after spending two less, hours? On, less, less time. Less time. This this race had good open form lines. Things made sense. 
Um, interesting. Speed, speed. Notification, not much speed, mm-hmm. less speed, but uh, they're going to try and go forward on flow, 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 um, which is interesting tactics. I didn't didn't know if flow had so the that, speed that, to go uh, forward. So just let the listeners know that was a. T- notification that came through from at the races wa on twitter yes announcing a, a riding tactic change for flow attempting to lead is that was that the wording Were they yeah attempt them to, to lead yeah there's obviously no speed in the race so marty said well you know what we might try and flow forward um i don't know if flow's got the uh necessarily the gate speed to lead does it with the with the with the impost bow and flow <clears throat> Yeah, it'll be interesting. Like that That's the intention, but I don't know if Flo's got the speed. Was that, um, was that Pete McCormick? Uh, might have been. Re, um, might have been Scotty. Mm. Scotty might have rang in and said, we're going to lead, we're this, going forward. Marty this, might not even know about it. This yet. is what we're doing. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I think they just need to drop some points with Flo. 92 rate to get it down to a 86, 84, and I reckon Flo can win a couple of races. It's a it's a nice horse. It's been a $571,000. Oh, well. Anyway, uh, interesting race uh, here. Um, I think you'll find um, I think you'll find excellent dreamers ridden a lot more aggressively yep. um, this time out, especially in a race with with really um, minimal speed. Um, speeding comet comes across. Um, it's not impossible. Excellent dreamer even finds the rail here. Bj, I don't know how you mapped it exactly. Reflectivity um, first up at the twelve hundred. Whether it's got the speed, it looks like it's going to be better over a mile. A I had bit, uh, I had excellent further. dream leading. Yeah. yeah. So the good thing about Excellent Dream is though it's if, if Flow goes mad or if um, Speeding Comet with the low weight comes across and is desperate to lead, Pike can tuck in and it's a good horse um, tucking in as well. So look, I, I I just think there's a couple of horses that are really well suited here. I'd quickly touch on them. Jericho Missile um, was huge last start at an unsuitable 1400, unsuitable in the soft ground, goes far better at 1200 on the dry, drawn a gate, weighted nicely. This is as winnable race um, as Jericho Missile has found since probably it's three-year-old race. I agree. If he's going to keep working through the grades, these are the races that he's going to pick off, I think. Yeah. Know. Yeah, in saying that, uh, it's not the way I'm going. Uh, speeding Comet, I don't think it's an impossibility. It's out at a $30 mark now. Um, the win at Kalgoorlie was really nice, but it, the 61 down to 53, albeit a long way up in class. This is a really nice map, form jockey, nearly um, nearly on Lactar's catch weight, I think. Uh, speeding Comet at $30 is probably slightly over the odds. Brooklyn Pier is a runner that will be very popular. Data players will be huge on it. I was surprised how well the last win rated, but there has to be some – what price are we talking, Brooklyn Pier? 220 Yeah, 220 No, I, I can't. So, uh, 290 That's Brad, all data, two, money. $290, Yeah, no, I didn't even know. That's, that's all. That's The data is very – Firmly in the Brooklyn Pier corner, and, and fair enough, it was a really nice win first up. But timescale didn't exactly frank that yesterday. Madame Toro didn't frank that last week. Um, look at the, the twelve hundred has to be some type of query, but does tick a lot of boxes here. Should park right on them. Uh, the three year olds against the older horses tend to be pretty aggressive and tend to be hard the beats. Um, I think, he, I think he's giving a, up think, seven points here I think, as well. I think he's a smart horse. So like, it, yep. that, that, the thing that I like which you touched on is the points. Neville Parnham, very shrewd operator when it comes to the- I don't the, think he is. The, the ratings. I reckon he is. He's, yeah. He is uh, he, he, 100%. We might have an argument here, actually. I feel myself getting fired up. Neville Parnham is not uh, astute when it comes to points. Think about the amount of times he has horses like Turbo Power or um, uh, Holy Ghost the other day. Was, that, he's, risking, he's, risking, he's risking 15 points for some of these horses when there but, is more suitable races but, seven but, days but, later. But, but those horses are uh, horses that don't win out of turn. Like I'm talking about like this this class was Brooklyn Plea. He's a three-year-old. Why would he put him in, in this this race if if he wasn't prepared to to uh 
to cop the points. Do you know what I mean? He reckons it's going places. That's what you're looking at here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you probably are right. It is It is a horse going And places. also, it's. I'll just double check. Do you, you feel me backtracking then? No, no, no. I, no, like that's what. Because I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely not. He definitely missed. Like he's got. Uh, he's got. Um, also, he's a Westbeat horse as well, this uh, Brooklyn Pierre. So he's three. So how many more opportunities do they get at Westbeat? It's only till the end of the season, isn't it? Does that 142,000 include the 89 Westbeat or is that on top? I uh, know. That's, that's, so it's 142,000 plus 89. Plus 89, yeah. Jeez. Big bonus in there. Yeah. Big, uh, so I wonder whether he's just – yeah. I'm just trying to you, – you'll find that there will be a lot of three-year-olds, short-course three-year-olds starting between now and the end of the season to try to maximise the West Speed bonus payments because they end when they turn four. Oh, okay. So this might be just a, a part of a, a programming thing that – and also if they pick it up because – they're coming from. It's only three points. It's only three points. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no, it's it's not the end of and the world. The bonus, the bonus money that comes in sort of covers the point uh, additional point penalty if that's the case. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. So, um, I think Brooklyn P will be super popular um, with punters, but it is it is a, it is a natural step up. Um, three year old, a sixty two plus into a seventy eight plus against the Trident uh tested um horses here so it'll be really really interesting to see how brooklyn pier goes especially with the 1200 meters has to be a minor query but i do think the way you ran out the 1000 meters the other day i don't i don't think it'll be um a, a huge ask but i just think he's one that's going to get to he's too, too short. short he's, he's going to be far short. too short and and i when i was as I, again this is it's the data punters and he's going to he's going to be he's going to trade short too well, Brooklyn, Brooklyn looking Pierre's at the numbers. not indian pacific do you know what i mean no one indian pacific was yeah. coming like he was never this price uh indian pacific and he's gone on and run second in a new market or something like that so anyway exactly um, right yeah. so this is this is a favorite i'm going to take on i've actually marked him favorite um i've gone against the as i said the numbers which are, have been spat out by the pc uh, i've gone against the numbers there but um uh, the other horse i want to touch on quickly was miss frost bj yep. um huge first up behind the rodeo and battle storm found a bit of uh, a bit of trouble in the straight uh the draw is cruel because this horse is absolutely pinging the lids um at the moment or jumping nicely which it hasn't really done or didn't really do early career um and she's a 78 raider and a 78 plus she looks really nicely placed here i reckon jade might look to even follow excellent dream flow um and speeding comet across and and tuck in and if she tucks in sort of three back one off or gets the right roll into it with 54 very 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 hard to hold out late but there's a big chance that she either goes back to last or, three wide, no or she's three wide no color and you've got to you've got to allow for that in your pricing so um excellent dream for me um very confident that excellent dream won't be great yeah 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 i i agree i had brooklyn pier on top in the leg up but i didn't expect him to be quite that price so both Excellent Dream and Brooklyn Pier come up under my odds at the moment. And um, I had Miss Frost, the 550 chance. What's she at the moment? She's a $657. And I had uh, Jericho Missile uh, about the same as well. He's, he's about bang on the money. So I'm just going to have to wait to see how the market market shakes out. I expect Brooklyn Pier to push out further. Betfair um, late. I expect there to be money for Excellent Dream. And um, like what Terry said, I think this is a really good setup for Jericho Missile. Um, it's got a feeling that this this is might be his race, actually. In the leg up, down the page, I went uh, Brooklyn Pier to be excellent dream, Miss Frost and Jericho Missile. 
But um, sort of leaning towards playing Jericho Missile or Miss Frost at this stage. I haven't really made up my mind, Guru. Um, but, yeah, just from listening to you, doing the tapes last night, reviewing this race, I just, yeah, back to 1,200, I thought Jericho Missile, like as I said, if he's going to keep winning races as, he's, as his career progresses, like this is the sort of races he should be winning. So considering his level of talent. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we'll be looking to see, again, wait, wait to see what the exchange does later. Yep, excellent dream for me. As I said, the, the data tells me I should be waiting here, um, but I'm, I'm $3, excellent dream, so I'm happy with the 360, but um, I'll probably hold fire and, and look for a late price. Um, the key thing is excellent dream is a really hard horse to get past, and these all have to get past yeah. him here on a yeah. soft map. So unless, um, uh, unless he's, that last run was like elite. Yeah. Like it was elite and he's run ninth of 12, and that's that might be a reason we see sort of four four bucks late which would be um yeah a price i'd be happy to pop in one last question are they going to be leading on state attorney again <laughs> i reckon you might find state attorney's written a little bit quieter yeah for uh for cjp wait, so. wait, wait to see what are the they, uh, well, who are they trying to set this up for no they won't be to, uh, it would be interesting to see touch state attorney and flow cutting throats out in front Jesus, <laughs> yeah. we never thought we'd see the day that, that would be happening but yeah. uh that could be a possibility so but if you don't follow at the races WA on Twitter, do so because they uh, they put out writing announcements which which do come in handy on yeah. occasion. So plenty of good stuff. Yeah. Race seven is the Heineken three handicap over twelve hundred meters, rating sixty six plus, and uh, all eyes will be on Amasina as she attempts to make it five wins in succession. Thousand meter victory. She just launched. Full turbo mode last start when she launched with the fastest splits of the day to to win over the thousand meters. Chris Parnham on board it goes up to twelve hundred meters, but she gets a low draw barrier two on this occasion. So you would imagine that she begins well enough to hold a midfield running position for Chris Parnham, and uh, from there it appears as though. The main obstacle will be enough galloping room, Terry. Is it a, a simpler saying that with galloping room that Amasinus wins, without galloping room she's going to be in trouble? That's probably a, a, it's it's simplistic, but I think that's pretty much bang on. Yeah, yeah. last five gates, ten, seven, eight, ten, eleven. Mm. So she's only been getting as far back as she has been because she's had to from the draws. I think she's probably only three pairs back here. Might have a slow one between her and Comes a Time. Yeah, um, which means Comes a Time can give some cheek out in front. Who gets a pretty suitable map for Comes a Time? Probably yeah. gets Kelvin in the breeze, and Kelvin back to twelve hundred will be gone early. Uh, if it's not Kelvin, it's no dust on me. No matter who's in the breeze, it's weak mm. coming back on him. So um, yeah. Uh, EOA's is very ready to win one, but I'm still just waiting. I want to see Clint Johnston Porter or uh, maybe Chrissy Parnham himself go on EOA's before we um, before we probably pop in there. Um, but look, the winner for me comes from those three, and I'm surprised. Of horses won four in a row. I thought, right, I will get this one beaten, but this just for me looks just a really really nice setup for for Amasinus from the draw, and um, yeah, I think she can make it. Well, it should be five in a row, and I think she can now make it five in a row. I think. Uh, the only time I haven't backed her, I think, the last four starts was the day she beat She's Enchanted. Remember, mm -hmm. we were both on She's Enchanted mm -hmm. that day, and, and the yeah, She's Enchanted should have won. The thing that uh, <laughs> the thing that the knock on Amasinus that day was the gate meant that she was going to be, be back last, but she didn't end up last. She actually began well and was in the three wide line and basically right on top of the speed. So this this mare isn't necessarily a get backer, as Terry alluded to. It's just the gates that she's been yeah. uh, she, mm -hmm. and that. It's the hand that she's been dealt that has meant that she's mapped in that rearwards position. But from two, I expected to see no see Chrissy Parnham have her no worse than midfield, coiled up, 
he's just going to angle out into space and go bang. Amasinus on top. Bet fair key here as well. The 220 is not enough. I'm not getting involved at that price. I'm 250 uh, and I want 280 to bet. So, I again, it might not get to my price. I'm not sure what she'll do here. There's a big chance money can come for Eeyore Ways though. It's a horse yeah. they like to support. So, if, if Eeyore Ways is 550, trades at 380, next thing you know. I mean, last start Amasinus was 380 to nearly seven bucks from yeah. there on Betfair. Yeah. So, you, sometimes you're not expecting to have a bet. And next thing you know, Betfair says two dollars ninety, three dollars ten. Amasinus, and you go, here we go. Yeah, Let's my, have a bet. Take my money. Take my. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Bucket. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's. Uh, I'm on Amasinus. Watch. I've got the blinkers on for a few of these races where they're not currently at my prices, or um. But I'm just. Yeah. I'm really excited about Saturday. I'm just going to play Betfair, but pretty much all day. Betfair. Bet. Fair. <laughs> I don't know what was coming out there. Uh, yeah, I can't even discuss the rest of them. Yeah, but so, for me, um, Amasinus wins. Uh, if she's strung up in traffic or trouble, big trouble, comes a time, might pinch it. Yep. Yep. All right, the Belmont Guineas, race number eight. Uh, over the 1,600, 12 runners. There was extended noms called for here. So uh, I presume a few of these like uh, Al Bakhturi, uh, maybe I'm Eugene who's on the seven-day backup. Uh, Art Warrior who's coming out of a maiden. Uh, a few of those perhaps weren't already nominated, might have been um, late noms for that reason. But look, this very simply looks a race where Billy Ain't Silly, at, at the set weights, it's always going to suit those who have had more racing, but Billy Ain't Silly's been beating up on um, older opposition in, in the 72 pluses as well, not just your 60 pluses uh, type thing, and, and it's been winning extremely well. Um, it looks Billy Ain't Silly's race, BJ. Can I make a comment? You can. This you is, don't need to ask. This either. is a poor edition of the Belmont Guineas. Yeah. Can see when you go through some of the... It's a shame Graceful Girl's not there. Exactly. So you, when you go through some of the winners, KC, Variation, Great Shot, Tradesman... Rowan won a WA Derby. Uh, Grand Nirvana was was a really, really good horse. There's a long list of very talented, top-line Belmont Guineas winners. For me, I think these, especially the three-year-old listed races, they're just not worth enough. So there's there's obviously, there's a lot of talented horses who would have tackled the Belmont Guineas, but what happens is if you beat Billy Ain't Silly at set weights then you don't really know that you, you the ratings penalty is out of your control whereas if you if you plot your way what would you if, get if what you, if, what I, don't know. You I imagine you'd go to like a 74 or something like so that. so a horse like ben or i'm eugene who are currently 63 64 riders you reckon they'll get about 10 points yeah so for a, yeah so about just shy of three wins for what is effectively one and a half wins prize money yeah so but but you don't you don't really know, which is half the problem, I think, Terry. Like people are scared off; they're very ratings sensitive, and they're scared off by the question mark. Oh, hang on, if I win this, what am I going to go to? What does that mean for my racing career moving forward? I think if you make these races, these three odd listed races, one hundred and fifty thousand, and you allow West Speed to be attached to those races as well, people are going to say, you know what, I'm just going to I'm going to go around in the guineas. If I win, I'm going to cop the ratings penalty yeah. because it's going to be worth it for me. Mm -hmm. And um, and I reckon it these these listed these type of races would attract better runners. Like you won't have three year olds avoiding this race and going into ratings races or avoiding this race and going for a spell like Graceful Girl. I'm not saying that's why Graceful Girl isn't going around in the Belmont Guineas, but I want to see a bigger investment in these in these races so that you can there's a more distinguishable difference between a normal Saturday three-odd race and a feature Saturday race. And mm -hmm. I think if you do that, these three-odd uh, listed races will be better quality and will be better racing for everyone. Oh, well said. 
good speech. Oh, and and <laughs> in saying all that, I think uh, – Good luck beating Billy Antsley. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. The only pressure in the race is uh, the stable mates. So yes. You reckon there'll be instructions to really go forward and and apply some pressure or uh, you think the verdict will just amble to the breeze? No, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind if the verdict did apply a bit more pressure because I think, like the, I think the only yeah. way Billy Antsley is going to get beat if, if he walks and he gets out zapped by Sheets of Charmer or uh, Try For Us. Yeah, they both map. That's the one thing I will say on this race. They both map really nicely as Try For Us and Sheets of Charmer. But um, I just think Billy – is better than them. I think he's better than them. Romoli rides him really well, mm -hmm. but um, he'd have to train off, I think, for him not to win. And the day that he beat Not to Be Missed and the uh, 72 pluses two starts ago, he went like well above average, um, well yep. faster than average to the 800 on that occasion. As I said, if the only way that Billy's going to get rolled, um, from from my point of view, is if Lactar tries to ride him a bit cute and then he, he it brings. That low pressure Belmont Guineas on Saturday, that low pressure mile early in middle really brings She's a Charmer and Try For Us into contention. Break their hearts, you reckon? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. get, get, he, he tends to ride Billy Ain't Silly with a bit of aggression, though, yeah. doesn't he? I mean, as you said, he has made the, the blue probably once, and he yeah. hopefully he's learned from that. But um, yeah, and it's now into 220. There was a good there was a good whack of 280, and then other agencies went up 260 and stuff yesterday, which um, which to me just on the, looked a really nice price. I'm I'm a dollar seventy eight um, in a ninety five percent market. Billy ain't silly. Mm -hmm. um, that's as short as I could have got it though. That that's that is bare bones. So the two twenty two thirty while it isn't all that exciting, I think that's what it will trade around that price. Um, it's a bet for me, but um, yeah, never want to pile into it at the two dollars thirty. But uh, very confident, Billy ain't silly, BJ. Yeah, me too, Billy ain't silly. We've we've sort of pegged him from. Uh this time last year, I would have thought Terry as a as a star on the rise and a black type horse in the making, and he gets his his chance to uh, to record his first stakes victory on Saturday, and uh, and yeah, like um, the, the the only other real wild card in the race, and you never really know with these what's going to happen with these Chris Willis runners, but Kerman Rock does have a third placing in a WA Guineas. Does have Lucy Warwick on board and does have a low draw. So I think um, if you're looking for something that could run top three at, uh, as a bit of a wild card at a big price, it could be Kermit Rock. What line have you got Benji's of betting? Like, forget the price. What line of betting have you got uh, Benji's? Good question. Just bear with me for one moment. Because this is something. This is a price that I, I can't actually um, take. Sixth. So you got bet so yeah. sixth in line. I'm fifth in line yeah. for Benji's. Um, sports bet have up uh, $14 a place. I actually can't back placings with sports but it'll get on in anyway so i won't be able to take that so i recommend someone takes that it's trades seven eight bucks most agencies i bet you it trades seven bucks you could yeah. you could take that and lay off on the exchange um i can't do it unfortunately but anyone with sports bet should be taking the 14s lay it off at eights nines tens mm. have a little free hit benji's the place okay very good mm. so that's that's why Gift. he that's why he is the perth racing guru punters you heard it here first so <laughs> would this be the first listed race win for rails romoli uh, I'd say so. Yeah. It would be, wouldn't yeah, it? None, none other um, come to my mind. So a little bit of pressure on an apprentice in a in a listed race, even though it's not a, like a, a big uh, a big feature day. Um, there is still a bit of pressure on, on Lactar in that sense. So that 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 should come into it to some degree. So I wouldn't want to be, yeah, wouldn't want the price to get much shorter mm. to be diving in. So. All right, so uh, the Belmont Guineas does look uh, Billy ain't sillies to lose. It does, and uh, race nine looks like. The get out stakes, BJ. <laughs> I didn't have much of a segue there. S T E A K S. Who's it brought to us by? Timmy. Timmy. Timmy and his team. The uh, the very 
popular, extremely popular. Get out steaks brought to us by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Cannibal Markets on Bannister Road. We saw some good stuff on Twitter from uh, from some of our past Get Out Stakes winners, mm. um, just showcasing some of the Group One gear you get out there at uh, Market City Meats. So we always appreciate our um, our listeners posting stuff on Twitter and supporting our sponsors, the Market uh, the Market City Meats, and of course the the Mundaring Hotel. So even if you if you even if you go there on occasions. Chuck something up on Twitter and uh, we'll give it a we'll give it a share because uh, yeah they're good supporters of the podcast, good supporters of the racing industry in general. So back to Market City Meats and Timmy Hewitt, he, Timmy and his team, they are good operators out there at the uh, Market City Meats. Drop in, say good day. Timmy will look after you. That is for sure. Congratulations to last week's episode eighty winner, Jared Crichton. He uh, Black Jesse's Shadow, brother. Black Shadow was um, no. Jesse Crichton. Yeah. Who do you play for? Dockers, I think. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Who is the who is the blonde head? Peter Mann. No. Okay. Who's the Sorry. blonde head? Jesse. He was like a high, uh, high draft pick. Uh, Sinclair. Playing, ended up playing for North Sinclair. Melbourne. Jesse Sinclair girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, she worked at the fish and chip shop around the corner from <laughs> my uh, from my folks. I don't know why she told us that one time we were in there when I was about when I was about fifteen. I'm Jesse Sinclair's girlfriend. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, uh, yeah. Then yeah, he go. went to the Kangaroos after. He did yeah. went to North Melbourne, yep. yeah. So um, Jared Crichton, I don't know if he's any relation to okay. Jesse. Definitely no relation to Jesse Sinclair, but I no. could be mistaken. So he could be. Jared, uh, he was almost bang on the official uh, winning margin there for Black Shadow last week, Terry. Yeah. Jared, went, well, Jared went 0.80 and the official was 0.78. What happened in that race? Like, I, I was talking to Lockie yesterday. Lockie uh, Tyler? He was a little bit – he got told off from his mother apparently when he uh, uh, he gave uh, he gave a bar a little whack when Lacta handed up to Brothers Keeper maybe. Yeah, Brothers yeah Keeper. something at a million to one. Um, yeah, horses don't lead, hand up, get shuffled back to eighth or ninth and kick through to win again. It was uh, just surreal. That was a surreal finish to the day. But who was on? It deserved a storm off rails from old. And yeah. where was he in never, never left it. He never left never it. Never left it. No, he loves the rails. So so you stormed off Belmont Racecourse I didn't after storm. the I last. Walked out. I walked out. I ordered. I went and jumped in a taxi and went home and I was having a chat to the cab driver. Oh, storm offs are definitely an exaggeration. But um, I was displeased with the um, the ride in the last. I think it's fair to say. So, but Lockie Taylor threw down mid race. So you you, you did yeah, the post race throw down. Yeah. He did the mid race throw down. Yeah. So, but he, he was he was probably a little bit happier than I was post race. I reckon. So. Yeah, I reckon he was yeah. too. But uh, congratulations, Jar- Jared. Um, yeah, he uh, he collected his stakes on Sunday, put something up on Twitter, and I hope you uh, got stuck in, mate. So he'll be shooting for back-to-back this week and this week's get-out stakes, race nine of the day, Belmont Guineas Day this weekend at uh, at Belmont on Saturday. So to enter the extremely popular get-out stakes, hit us up on Twitter at the11pod. Who you think will win race nine of the day and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred uh, after that? Clip I gave some of the listeners last week. We um, everyone whacked in a decimal winning margin, Terry. So mm. you'd be happy about that. I am. I am. I was worried about that all week. <laughs> Lost sleep. Actually. <laughs> anyway, the ascend. Don't, don't forget the Sam White rule, though. First in, uh, best dressed. Best dressed. <laughs> Gee, I actually tried to do it correctly that time as well. <laughs> I'm just so. Uh, 
Um, you're very, you're very conscious of time on this one, aren't yeah. you, Terry? So yeah, well, we're, yeah. We're, so where it, are we at? It, about an hour and forty. Yeah, we've, so, we've done really well. So, listeners, just we we are trying to speed things up for we are. you. And, we are uh, trying to get the preview down to a flat hour. Yeah. That's the main thing for those that just want to listen <laughs> to the preview. I reckon, yeah. uh, I reckon we can get there in time. Yeah. Uh, even though I talk for fifty five minutes of it at least. Um, okay. Race this, nine. Race nine. Uh, I, I have seen your leg up and I'm interested. And I wanted to, to quiz you on something, grill you on something. Bigo. Go for it. You've got hot Z. You think it'll lead. But I haven't got a way in the world if they're serious on Gates, Gates of Babylon. Of Babylon they don't cross on Gates of Babylon um, with hot Z uh, on the back of it. I don't think hot Z's naturally that quick a beginner. I think it's it's either run into some really slowly run races or it works there from, um, from wider alleys. That's my thought process. So I yeah. think it might end up on the back of – Gates of Babylon. Yeah, I just thought Gates of Babylon with Lucy Warwick on board. Um, I didn't don't think she'd be as necessarily as aggressive as say Mitchell Pateman. So uh, I don't know. I thought Gates of Babylon might float a little bit, and if he does, it might allow Hot Z to just kick up and, and hold the lead. But uh, but don't get me wrong. If Gates of Babylon does come across and, and find the rail in front and roll, then that's not a bad result. Yeah, no, it's, because, it's not necessarily yeah, the end of the world either because, way. Because uh, Gates of Babylon can, uh, can roll off the fence as well. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the 1,400 for Hot Z query for you? Uh, yeah, a, a touch. I just think he's he's just a really quality three-year-old. Finished. And I, I like the, the three-year-olds taking on the older horses this time of the year. Yeah, it looks a race between Hot Z and Comfort Me. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there's some really nice horses outside of those two in. Not too miss, but back to the 1,400 and then Moshad and Serenity Bay. But from the gates, they're going to be giving two really informed horses with tactical speed head starts. So I'm not going to really go any further. Um, then those two. I'm going the other way. I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Comfort Me. Yeah. Um, what was your mark? Jeez, oh, Comfort Me has been a it's just a difficult horse for me to just over the journey. You know, like I I've been on Comfort American four times when it should have won. I've had a, I've had one good win on Comfort Me, but uh, yes, difficult horse to follow. But you, you'd think from the barrier here. Um, sorry, my market uh, was two dollars ninety Comfort Me four bucks hot Z. Yeah, um, I was three fifty each. Yeah, I think I was as thin as you can be with yeah. Comfort Me, and I'm expecting Hot Z will be supported too. Um, like I think that the the price will be there. Comfort Me throughout, probably four bucks late the exchange, which will get me. Um, but I think Jay can probably land in the one one here, or very close to the one one. If it has to breeze, so be it. If she try this, this is the Comfort Me thing, right? Mm. So I think sometimes when this horse has got beat, it's been beaten when they tried to ride a race on it. Yeah, but it it doesn't. It's showing first up and second up. Yeah, it can it, race without cover. Like, and even now it raced without color, cover. It's just Kelly's, it's Kelly's Callisto's yeah. horse. Yeah. But yeah. It, if, if Hot Dead kicks up, then it probably gets the back of Gates of Babylon, maybe. Mm. Or, yeah. But, or like, you don't see many horses fight on after racing three wide throughout at Belmont Park, as well as Comfort Me has first up and second yeah. up. What, what does Comfort Me look like ridden? With cover, with beat leading list, girl, you know, with cover, uh, a couple get, of campaigns ago, yeah, 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 with the nice. That was like six, a, so. uh, I think rating sixty six plus race yep. too. They went it? through a period there where they really all they wanted to do was sit comfort me. Yeah. They were desperate to sit comfort me. So, um, yeah, I've got no issues. Breeze, I've got no issues. Um, one one, yeah. um, definitely think it's beatable by Hot Z. Yeah. Definitely think it's beatable, but fourteen hundred and just and, and just 
where I think Comfort Me can go to, uh, I think Comfort Me, it's one four or 14. It probably should be seven or 14, to be yeah. honest. Um, I think those two fight it out. And um, yeah, I've got a narrow lean to, to Comfort Me because of the 1400. Just just the, just the slight query on Hot Z at the 1400. Yeah, I don't know. I just took a line through the She's a Charmer. What, what, how does Hot Z and She's a Charmer sort of line up? I think that Hot Z is more than capable of taking it up to, to Comfort Me. Mm-hmm. I think Hot Z is, is a tough bugger. And Shantor, he, he breezed last night and Shantor, what was it, leaders back sort of thing, peeled and got last crack at him. Yep. Uh, so, and I think he beat, he has a victory over Graceful Girl, hollow victory perhaps, but still a victory all the same, this preparation. And the only time he's disappointed was when Jason Riding didn't ride him. I think that was a apprentice Christy Bennett on that occasion where he went forward and, and led, but look, flip of the coin for me, I just thought that Hot Z might have field position on Comfort Me and if they get into a war, Hot Z might just be able to hold Comfort Me off. But uh, regardless, I, I can't really split them, to be fair. If there's money elsewhere and, and they both get to four bucks, it's a race I'd happily play three units one, one unit the other. So you finish square on one and make a profit the other. Mm-hmm. At the current 330, 340, not a price I really want to Dutch, but um, it does look a really good two. It really does look a two-horse race. Fl- um, fly on the ointment horse? Uh, well, Moshard's a fly on the ointment yeah. horse. It's got former and naughty by nature leading girl from last start. Um, so it makes sense, but it's a bit of a nonny who mm. gets back. The one. What, I what, think- what have we been saying, though? Yeah, you don't back nonnies. No more. No more nonnies. No more Exactly right. Um, Zero Demerits is probably the runner who um, I don't think wins this one. But uh, first up was huge. Uh, I've got Zero Demerits, 14 bucks. It's 21 here. Was Zero Demerits in the same race as Excellent Dream? Was that that Uh, right? It's... Yeah, no. was that the uh, the Chantour one? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was. Uh, it was getting a lot Troy Turner's on because yeah. Whiting's obviously riding Hot Z, but uh, yeah, Zero Demerits uh, will be winning one very, very, very shortly. Drew a gate here and could definitely play a part, I reckon. So if you're looking at something outside the box, then um, and at a bit of value, then Zero Demerits is, is probably the one, but uh, might. Um, might not have the right race setup here. We'll be back last. And I know he's probably hasn't come back this prep, but I, I haven't completely given up on a horse called Calaroo. So um, Dan Morton, good trainer. Brad Parnham sticks finally gets down to the minimum. Yeah, um, don't know. He might be able to run a cheeky race as well. But Terry's comfort me. I'm I'm hot Zed. I think I was on the wrong end of every fifty fifty last Saturday. So let's try and, let's try and get one up over the. This guru. is a real fifty. Well, it's not a, as I said. My market's sort of what I'm two ninety four bucks. So I'm definitely in the 60, comfort 40, me. Sixty yeah. yeah, I'm in the comfort me comfort me camp. But yeah. um, I'd, I'd love. It would be really nice. Like I'm probably in a position where I want to see hot Z money come bang and we get mm. 450 come for me late. This is a funny race where if the money comes come for me and it trades 260 and hot Z gets out to five bucks, I probably end up on hot Z. Yeah. You know? Um, but I, I'm I'm wanting to back come for me and, and that's definitely the lean. Terry Comfort Me, BJ Hot Z in the get out stakes. Okay, Guru, it is time for our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Have we mentioned Betfair enough on this once or twice podcast, Terry? Uh, best is in the guineas. We'll just go with Billy. Billy is my best. Um, yeah, Billy is best. Billy is best. Billy is race best. eight. Billy that's silly. Billy was my best as well, but uh, might as well double up with Amasinus as well. Okay, um, Amasinus was. Uh, I'll go. Amasinus is my bet fair best. All right. Uh, your lay of the day. I found it challenging to yeah, find a lay, so I'm gonna. Stick the neck out here. I'm going to go again. I went Durant and Pike last week. Oh, I'm going to go Durant and Pike again. Race 
Two, number one, I'm pretty. I think I she's going to end up. Go. I think she's going to end up last. It's going to mm-hmm. be tough from there with 60 kgs. If she d- can pull that off, she's a better horse than I thought. I'm pretty is my lay. Currently, right. sorry, currently 320. I'm going to go the same race and lay uh, Lord Lonsdale the place. Uh, I think it's about 220, 230 at the moment to run a hole. I think it should be six, seven bucks type thing. Lord Lonsdale to run a place is lay. my lay. That's my lay. I struggled. Not confusing at I all. I really <laughs> struggled. I really struggled. I, I like most of the fancies yeah. on the card and yeah, I'm looking for them to drift late. So it's not a day of there's a stack of lays for me. Um, but yeah. Value. $20 plus. Maddie, what do you got for us? You go first. I think we've got the same one. Gonna go? Gonna go. Yeah, yeah gonna go. Um, I'm gonna have something on. It's the only thing I've tipped over $20 in the card, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I've got gonna go $9.50, so very happy having something on. And if the race shapes um, correctly, I think it can um, I think it can win. Mm. Gonna go. Gonna go. Gonna go was my Maddie as well. Chuck in, I might chuck in a little, uh, little bit of insanity on uh, Calaroo and the get-out stakes as well. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, double, insane. So, uh, so that brings uh, Belmont Guineas Day preview to a close, Guru. It does. Good time. You've got three minutes till material witness jumps, so uh, my mood hasn't been affected by um, by that uh, throughout the podcast, which is good. <laughs> uh, thank you to Kev. Uh, unlucky. It was a uh, cracking. Enjoyed the lads on Mastermind. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, they went stripe for stripe. Fraser they? Hay is now two in a row. Lockie went two in a row, so next week uh, means he will, if he wins again, it will be the, the longest-running streak. We're yet to sign There's been a up. few WA Racing Twitter artists put their hand up for next week. Michael Heaton, uh, Justin Bacardo, James Ledger. Yeah, let's, let's uh, get them all on. Let's yeah, line them up. A few heavy hitters who, who up. they want that crown. They want to be the WA Racing Mastermind. They certainly do. They certainly do. And um, yeah, let's let's line up a big hitter. If you want to go for three in a row, I think you've got to you've got to defeat a top liner. Mm. I think you've got to step up to group company. So not the saying that Kev isn't group company, <laughs> but then again, he didn't know Dig Deep. So yeah, he can he can go and stuff himself. Anyway, I'm gonna go watch Material Witness. Enjoy your weekends. Uh, hope you are. Uh, find a couple of winners on the punt and until next week on the 1-1.